This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you might like. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site there for free. So enjoy those on us. And the main feature of the site actually allows you to control the content. So not only do you get to call in, talk about what you want, but you also get to uh, promote what's most interesting to the front page of our website. You get to create the content for the site. So if you find something online that you think uh, our listeners should know about, then you submit it as show prep to freetalklive.com. Then others will vote as to whether they like or dislike your suggestion. You get to vote on things as well. And the most voted up make it to the front page in the top of the site, meaning others are more likely to see it, including us, over at freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. We've got on the line with us here a special guest this evening who is, I guess, kind of calling in as a newsmaker uh, tonight. Uh, usually he's reporting on the news. Dave Ridley is here from RidleyReport.com. Dave, are you there? I am. Dave, good to have you. Of course, uh, our listeners who've been with us for a long time have heard your voice a number of times on this program. As, I can uh, talk right now. As both a you can't talk right now. Uh, no, I was talking to someone who's knocking on the door. Oh, okay, very good. So uh, you've been on the the show as as both a, just a caller and also a guest. Uh, we've had you in in our studio. Uh, we've talked to you at Porkfest. You are the most one of the most prolific media personalities in New Hampshire. In I would say the entire Liberty movement. Uh, there's Definitely. right. You you do what the you call Ridleyographies and you or Ridleyos. And you report on various different liberty activism uh, and liberty-oriented issues and news here in New Hampshire. You're kind of the the boots on the ground, the man with the video camera who turns in the most, just the the quanti- of quantity, the most stuff, the most content uh, for as far as the video world is concerned in, in regards to all of the activism up here. And you really provide a great service of giving people a window into the world of a lot of what goes on up here in New Hampshire. And so, of course, I want to thank you for doing that. But more importantly, while you're doing this news reporting, you're also an activist at the same time. And your style of reporting differs from the average kind of uh, news TV station. And you were actually professionally trained at those stations and worked at those stations for a long time. And you've kind of uh, struck out on your own. And as a result of kind of being out on your own, it's more likely that uh, men in uh, men carrying badges and guns will pick on you. And that's what happened yesterday afternoon while you were at a hotel in Nashua. Can you set the scene for us? Yes, uh, Joe Biden was in town for a Democratic Democratic gathering that uh, you know it's, it's a it's a traditional gathering. They have you know almost all the major Democrat bigwigs have been to this gathering at some point in in, in over the years. Uh, and I didn't really think I'd get, you know, much Joe Biden video. Uh, I thought maybe if I was lucky, I'd get maybe ask the governor a question or two as he was going in. But I just like to go to these things and, and videotape the, the stuff that no one else is videotaping. You know, how, how does the Secret Service look? How do the guests, you know, coming in who are going to see Joe Biden, you know, how do they look? How do the political operatives look? What, what do they do? Do they come up to me and bother me? Do they not come up to me and bother me? I interview people. You know, I interviewed a uh, former, former congressman, a guy that helped form the U.N., a guy that, uh, you know, used to be senator in New Hampshire, another current senator and mm-hmm. a representative. I mean, I can't remember all the people. So how long were you there really? before the incident uh, transpired with the police? Uh, probably about 45 minutes. Okay. Um, and what happened was uh, a, re- uh, a, a Nashua, a, uh, re- a Radisson, a hotel employee kind of confided in me. She, she was asking what I was doing and kind of 
they were trying to figure out what to do with me for a while. And she indicated that Nashville police had approached her and, or had approached the Radisson staff and, and, uh, Hey, you know, what about this guy? You know, do we need to do something about him? Should you do something about him? Should we do something about him? It was kind of, they instigated the, uh, the, the scowling at me, essentially. That's very interesting. So an, so an employee of the hotel clued you in that the police were trying to essentially get them to order you removed? That may be an exaggeration. She just acknowledged that the police had approached them to some extent. And that's my, that's my best recollection. Now, more of this will come out as I'm able to put up a tape. Um, I haven't had a chance to review the tape very well yet, so I'm just going on memory. But, that, that, yeah, there was definitely a sense that national police were, were uh, questioning. Well, targeting. What, yeah, what I have to say that's, that's very suspicious, and it wouldn't surprise me if it were true because of my interactions with national police, my understandings of national police. These are the same cops who uh, last year arrested several activists because they were having a, a marijuana celebration at uh, one of their public parks there, and it was huge, and it, ma- it made big news. And uh, Catherine Bleich, uh, I think, is suing the police department as a result of her arrest. She was at, she ended up being found not guilty in that uh, that particular case, oh, if I'm good. recalling correctly, and she is now countersuing. So these people, uh, the National Police Department, have had run-ins with the with the activists before, and they haven't really. They haven't really figured out how to handle themselves. They certainly yet. seem to have an attitude of sorts. Oh right. yeah, right. They, they see somebody who's not acting sort of like a, a normal citizen, they, um, and they just treat them like a criminal. Is essentially what they do. You mean like meek and docile? Yeah, they basically, yeah, go, yeah. you know, looking down at the sidewalk and walking away from them. Right. And from what I've read, by the way, on some of the posts uh, regarding your arrest yesterday, there was a young lady who posted that she's she's got friends in Nashua who say that the cops basically run the downtown. Like that, they intimidate uh, people down there, and they're known for being corrupt and and thugs. So, with that all said, uh, at at some point, how long was it after the the hotel person kind of indicated that to you between when when that happened and when you were asked to leave? I would say about seven minutes. Uh, and then a different person came out. She was like on her cell phone trying to call higher ups, figure out what what they should do with me. She was real nice, and um, then the higher up just kind of poked his head out and said, "You're interfering." Um, and he didn't really tell me to do anything. I said, well, do you want me to leave? And he said, yes. So I said, okay, and started leaving. But, you know, I don't leave real fast. I was leaving, walking backwards, you know, videotaping backwards at the scene that I was leaving. Uh, you know, I was, it, was, it was faster backwards walking than my normal backwards walking just because of the distance that I had to go to get to my car. Yeah, you're kind of uh, known for I, when you're asked to leave a scene and you were on private property and you're somebody who respects private property, you were asked to leave and so you began to leave. And, and normally when you leave a scene, you kind of back out so you can continue recording video of what was transpiring and at the same time also be you know, acquiescing to their request. Yeah, um, sort of acquiescing under protest, I guess you could say. Right. But, you know, I do believe that the Radisson, is, it's a gray area, but I do believe they have a right to, to ask you to leave and expect you to leave, even if they're hosting the vice president. I don't, I don't, I'm not comfortable with them doing that, and I do want to document the process, and I told them that. I'm not, you know, I think you got the right, but I'm going to document the process if you do that. I just mm-hmm. let the public decide what they think about it. So, so you're leaving, and were the cops? When did they show up, as compared to when you were asked to leave? Well, they were all over. That was the thing. I mean, they were coming and going, walking past me all the time, you mm-hmm. know. And I had some shots of them, and you know, I said hi to a couple of them, and it was just nothing unusual. It really almost didn't even feel like it was a vice presidential event. Uh, and the Secret Service, was, you know, 
they scowled at me a little bit, but they were pretty laid back and they, they weren't, it was not an overwhelming or oppressive presence. Um, like I said, all the Democrats seemed to be really nice. One of them thanked me for being there. But, um, but yeah, eventually, uh, as, after the, after this hotel guy told me to leave and I started leaving, then the national police started pouring out of the hotel and kind of like standing in front of me and like walk, walking me back to my car, kind of like pushing me from 10 feet away. So this was of, outside the hotel that this happened? Yeah, I didn't ever go inside. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, wow. I, I thought you were inside way, getting in. I'm sure you can imagine the press was invited to this. There was press all over. You know, Channel 9 had a live truck station there. There mm-hmm. was, uh, I'm sure, cameras inside. There was a lot of, you know, the union leader was there and everything. So um, the entire time you were right outside, you began walking back toward your car, and the police at that point got in your face. They just kept getting closer, yeah. Um, and How uh, many cops are we talking about? I guess about... Well, there was two main ones, but there were others behind them that were kind of, I wasn't as aware of them. We'll just see in the video, because all the videos survived. I mean, to, That's great news. Their credit, yeah, to their credit, they did not try to destroy any evidence or, um, or anything. Right. So that was, they I think That's I true. Got, I think to I their all, credit. All <laughs> that is true. To, but, to their credit, they didn't do anything illegal or corrupt. Bes- well, besides the whole arresting a journalist. Well, that much or doing true, as he was told and leaving. Hey, uh, can you stick with us, Dave? Maybe take some more questions about this, because I've got some more. All right, more with Dave Ridley. And if you've got a question for Dave Ridley from The Ridley Report, uh, you can dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And this is Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and you'll find that the features on the site are free. Shrine of Female Listeners is one of those features. You can go and see the ladies that have taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they are listeners of this program. Shrine.freetalklive.com will get you there. That's Shrine.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. That's right. SACL CAI. If you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of accounts receivable, SACL can handle that for you. They uh, they handle accounts receivable, collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. They know that it's important that the way they treat your customers because you rely on your customers. So they treat your customers with respect. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page, SACL, C-A-I. All right, 800-259-9231. Dave is still with us. Dave Ridley, that is, from RidleyReport.com. He's an independent video journalist operating primarily here in New Hampshire and covering primarily uh, liberty-oriented news items, activism, etc. Has been doing so now independently. You left your job with the corporate TV world how many years ago now, Dave? Uh, 07. 
So you've been on the on your own now for for four solid years, and I think our real success story, as far as showing that it is possible to kind of strike out on one's own in the world of media, especially now with you know the advent of YouTube, and and also focus on activism oriented topics. It's great to see somebody. I don't know if it's you know something that's paying all of your bills at this point, but clearly you feel like it's worthwhile. I mean, you keep at it. Yeah, yeah, I make a little money at it. Very good. I mean, that's and, uh, if anybody that can say they make a little money at their activism is doing something right. Yeah, because I'd it's agree. hard to do. Yeah, there's a lot of activism that doesn't pay at all. Yeah. So, Dave, you were arrested yesterday uh, by the Nashville Police Department after you had been asked to leave a hotel. You were there for 45 minutes, just interviewing people at a political gathering of Democrats. And uh, for whatever reason, somebody decided to uh, ask you to leave from the hotel you were leaving. You were in the process of physically backing out, and you have video footage of all of this. So your footage, as uh, according to you, will basically vindicate you, correct? Well, I think I have all of it. I haven't looked at it all in real time yet. I just fast forwarded through it or mm-hmm. fed forwarded, you know, to see if, if there was any black holes or something like that. But I didn't see any. So I think it's all there. And so at some point that's going to pop up over on your YouTube channel. Folks can go to RidleyReport.com and they can see your videos. I mean, you've got hundreds of videos on your channel from the past, uh, but the, the new videos you're going to be posting, I would imagine at some point within the next, what, day or two? Yeah, well, this should be uploading tonight. Okay, great. Uh, if all that tech falls into place, um, things are kind of scattered right now, but um, I, I should be able to upload the, at least part of the raw tape tonight, the most interesting part. So I want to talk more about your arrest. I mean, again, the Nashville Police Department arrested an independent video journalist for doing as he was told and leaving this hotel. You were charged with criminal <laughs> trespass. And which is, it seems to be, be becoming one of the uh, the police's favorite charges yeah, exactly. uh, to swing at an activist. So let's go first, though, to your calls uh, for Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com. We've got a different David on the line here. David in New Hampshire, you're on with Dave Ridley. Oh, hi. Hello? David in New Hampshire with David in New Hampshire. That's yep. right. Go ahead yep. there. I was going to just say, um, well, one good thing, they had that uh, House bill, and there was a meeting about that today, so maybe that's some progress towards Which House not bill harassing. Is that? Cops. It's called um, HB 145. And, and the, pur- the purpose is to what? Uh, not prosecute. You know, they won't charge you with felonies for. F- um, for uh, filming the cops. Unfortunately, like I heard that. that the result of that from the political folks was that the Senate voted to put that back to the beginning or something like that. Like, they're not going to vote on it. You heard that today? Oh, yeah, actually, I, heard that I today. think the Senate made a good call possibly on this because there were some anti-liberty con- there were some concerns about the bill actually having anti-liberty overtones. Right, they'd modified yeah. the bill to make it so it was not so great from what I understood. But, uh, David, well, your question for Dave Ridley. I, I was going to just say one other thing real quick, um, is that there were uh, there were, were quite a few uh, Free State Project members there speaking and talking and regarding it, so that was good. I was going to ask, uh, Dave, what, why, what was the deal about not giving you a bail? Yeah, great question. Well, Thank you, David, for the call tonight. That, uh, yeah, you, they didn't set a bail for you at all. That may have actually been my doing because they they had some the bail commissioner thing they wanted to present me with or something like that. Hey, you want hey you want to get out right now? Hey, it's just forty dollars. You know, I'm just I don't have any interest in that. You know, I thought nah, I'd rather be here at least three or four days. Uh, wanna, <laughs> Make it count. I don't want to I don't want to be out tonight. You know, there's no. I mean, because the thing is, the longer you're in there, the more you draw attention to that's true 
issues of the needs of uh, independent journalists. Okay, so but beyond that, you weren't being non-cooperative, right? So you just turned down the uh, the so-called services of the bail commissioner. Well, but, well can we back up just a well, second? Yeah, sure. How, how did you actually get arrested? What what happened when they they arrested you? you last I heard, you, you were backing up, and they were in front of you. And then what what caused the actual arrest to take place, or, or they just just got well, fed up? They just kept getting closer. Uh, one of the cops started asking me, he said, where's your car parked? And, and I said, am I required to answer your question? And he asked it again. Hmm. I said, am I required to answer that? And he said, well, no, you're not. <laughs> Which is, that is really cool. You know, I said, thank you for honesty about that. You know? <laughs> and he said, then he said it again, where's your car parked? You know, he just kept asking, yeah, we'd, he kept we'd closer, really like closer. to give our buddies in the tow, uh, the, you know, the towing world some business. I guess. And um, so and he said, okay, name and date of birth. I was like, what, am I required to give you that? He goes, well, yeah, because now you're trespassing. Well, but I'm trying to leave. <laughs> you're in my face. And um, he kept asking me, name, date of birth, name, date of birth. Got closer, closer, louder, louder. And finally, he just grabbed me. And Were you still moving during this? David, were you, still, were you still moving backwards this whole time? Of course. Okay. Incredible. Just incredible. The, the gall of these people. And, of course, they know they're going to get away with it, even if they drop the charges uh, down the line. Most of the time, there's, there's no sort of consequence. Right. There's people. no accountability for them. Regardless of what they do, they can charge Dave with anything they want and keep him in jail for whatever bail conditions they set. I suppose Dave could sue. Is that your kind of style of activism, though, Dave? I'm not really necessarily against it. I guess if the pieces are in place, it would be appropriate. Um, there are other. I mean, there's just so many different options. That I'm not. I don't think I'll be able to do them all, but I can sure do half of them. And uh, the first thing I guess that I will want to try to do is a demonstration on Saturday in front of the police department. Uh, I'd put out a request. That someone start setting that up before because I just now got that back to my computer minutes ago. Wow! Actually, I just emailed Mark. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> <Need> to break. <laughs> so what are Take a look. So you get arrested by these cops. Uh, were you cooperative with the arrest as far as, uh, you know, you didn't go limp or anything like that? No, I don't do much of that limp stuff, but I didn't, I've never refused to answer so many questions. Um, I thought they were just going to come down on me like a bag of bricks. They said, oh, yeah, you're going to end up in the naked room, you know, in the padded cell. You're not going to let you have any clothes. And so blah, blah, blah. And they, they just, okay, well, we changed our minds. Just don't take off your clothes. <laughs> well, <laughs> or if you take off so any of your clothes, they were, they were harassing you or antagonizing you while while you were arrested, while you were in their custody at the jail. This is at the jail. You know, I mean, they were, I just I usually don't answer all the questions. I usually like I'll refuse to answer maybe two thirds of the questions. So, what kind of answers case, did you uh, give them? Well, like if they would ask me, you know, what is with you, free staters, or something like that, or if they <laughs> ask me, well, what do you believe? You know, I, I'm sure I'll tell them that stuff. Did you, you know, give, or, did you give them your name? Did they have Did they have any identification on you? Yeah, I gave him my name. I usually do that. Okay, all right. I just—it's interesting yeah. to find out what what some people do versus what they don't, because everybody's got a different tack that they right. take. Uh, Someone, if you can stick with us, I'd love to have you, Dave. Uh, can you do that? Okay, thanks. More with Dave Ridley here in a moment uh, from RidleyReport.com. The number for you: eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. If you've got a question for him. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond. TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert Ilya Slobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site totally free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. News updates included. You get signed up over at news.freetalklive.com and you'll be able to follow the latest about Free Talk Live as it happens. Uh, You'll get emailed updates if you'd like or Twitter, Facebook. Follow us that way as well. You can go to news.freetalklive.com and get signed up however you like. It's all for free, of course. News.freetalklive.com. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle is an affordable, versatile, reliable rifle. It'll deliver 10 rounds of 308 Winchester performance in a variety of situations. It's compact, lightweight, and accommodates a host of optics. It's a serious rifle for those serious about rifles. The perfect do-it-all, bolt-action rifle where rugged, reliable Ruger meets the practical tactical. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle, the one rifle you have to have if you can have only one. You can go see it at Ruger.com and pick it up at your local gun dealer. Independent video journalist Dave Ridley is with us here uh, tonight. He is uh, the newsmaker this evening, as opposed to the newsman. He was attempting to do some newsman stuff at a hotel, uh, the Radisson, in Nashua, New Hampshire, yesterday at a Democratic event. He uh, was getting in a number of interviews. had been there for a good 45 minutes before hotel staff asked him to leave, apparently at the behest of Nashua police, right. who it- have a real... St- uh, thorn in their side regarding activism. Yeah, David, with the uh, the idea that that Nashville police think they're in charge downtown and whatnot, does that inspire you perhaps to do more sort of journalism in Nashua in the coming days or weeks? Do we have Dave Ridley? Underrated town in the state. I love it. It's mainly just because of the low prices, I guess, but um, there's other things. It's just very easy to park all over the place. There's not so much downtown, but it's worth going downtown. There's really a lot of great stuff down there. It's just it's really a nice place. Um, and uh, so I do I do find myself being there relatively frequently. I don't live that far away. So um, I guess it's just a place that's relatively near and dear to my heart. And that is makes it all the more, you know, heartbreaking to have, uh, you know, a question, questionable police department. Although, like I said, we should always put these things in context. It's, Nothing like, you know, some of the police departments you might find in Massachusetts or Texas. Certainly. Um, not near as bad as that, but... Um, not near as good as other could, ones either. It could be better. Yeah, oh, absolutely. These guys are, they've got a real attitude from what I can tell there at uh, the National Police Department. And so they arrested you as you were leaving the hotel. Uh, they take you down to the police station where you aren't giving up all of the information that they want from you. Um and you refused the so-called services of the bail commissioner. Although, by the way, uh, it's it's my understanding that here in New Hampshire, you actually don't have to pay for the $40 bail commissioner fee, that he has to provide his so-called service uh, without accepting payment for it. He's going to ask you for it, and, and he's going to try to get the money, but uh, he you don't have to. We've, we bailed people out without paying that $40 fee. Uh, but aside from that, he he can still refuse to bail you out. Like if you don't give him the information he wants, then he can just refuse to go through with that process. So it may not well, have even you, been worth your while to main, talk to him. And the main problem also is I think you have to sign something in an agreement to do this or that. And who knows? You know, I just think I don't know if you throw a little recalcitrant toward the beginning. I think that possibly would have a, you know a positive effect on the judge when he sees you. He's like, oh, this guy refused bail. Maybe we shouldn't try to get him to give us five thousand dollars before he leaves. You know. So then you're taken to the you're taken to the police station. You're processed at the police station. Did they uh, did you give up fingerprints? Uh, well, I just went. I, I said, well, I tell you what, I'll walk wherever you tell me to, and I'm not putting my hand on that thing. You guys do all the work. And they didn't have a problem with that. They didn't get uppity about they that. Said, well, that's all right. We can live with that. You're not kicking or screaming, you know. Right. 
Very. It's actually, they really react pretty well to this whole thing about just not giving information. They, they, some of them they get a little angry. They make threats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mostly, they react pretty well, especially if you don't back down, you know, and change your mind on these things once they start hurting you a little bit. And they're like, "Hey, you're stubborn. Okay, all right. Well, just go." bother us anymore go over there and wear that thing so know, at some point they gave you your phone call your one phone call and you elected to call the porcupine 411 system which is what um, about the uh, quick video that you took inside the jail right we're actually not to the jail yet oh. we're still at the uh, the police station oh, okay. where he made his one phone call to pork 411 which actually allows activists to right. dial a phone number leave a message and then have that blasted out to hundreds of email activists uh act email addresses of other activists who are interested in following what goes on uh, up here. And so you got the word out that you were in the police station that you had been arrested. This was the first time that anybody even found out that anything had occurred. And uh, what was going on in the background? At one point, you say something to a cop in the background in your message. Uh, what was happening there? Oh, I, I guess I was just trying to uh, you know, keep the audience entertained for as long as possible. And he kept wanting me to get off the phone or something. I, I said I was being treated relatively well, and the officer said, oh, you're being treated great. We're being really nice to you. <laughs> We're really nice so to you as like you to take you away from you your freedom. For- anyway, I'm sorry, I know what to do. Go ahead. I said, you can, you can broadcast here if you want, Mr. Silva. You know, and I had tried to hand the phone to him or something, but he didn't want to be on. So, so uh, they take you uh, down to the jail. This is the infamous Valley Street Jail, known as one of the more the not so nice jails in right. New Hampshire. Well, he said, "Yeah, he goes. You won't survive. You know, you'll never survive in prison. No, you're too immature, <laughs> and you're too ludicrous. Odd, wow. And you know, you're, you'd be in all kinds of trouble. Valley Street Jail is going to eat you alive. You know, so like, oh, okay, we'll see." <laughs> And uh, what was the reality compared to what he said? Oh, Valley Street Jail is nicer than what the activists say it is. I mean, the yeah, activists right. are always griping about it, and it's it's true that it, there there's some problems there. But I was surprised. I thought it would be much nastier than it was. Was that your first time inside Valley Street? Yeah, that's like yeah, it's a chance to get a look inside Valley Street. Finally, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what other things uh, do you want to highlight from your stay in the jail? Well, it was just, I guess like I said, like I said never, never refused to answer so many questions, but felt like I was treated so well. And it was just like both the National PD and the and Manchester, they just, they were telling me, oh, man, if you don't answer questions, it's going to be the end of the world, you know, the, you'll freeze to death, you know, and it'll be, you know, naked time and rubber padded cell. And stuff. I never saw any of that stuff. You know, it was just, they treated me just like everybody else after telling me they were going to, they were going to ruin my life, basically. Interesting. So they handed you, or maybe even they treated me a little bit better. I mean, like I was in this tank, you know, there's a holding tank at the beginning. It takes a while to process. There was people that were like there for nine hours, and they had that they had me through in three hours. So I thought I felt like I was kind of getting unfair special treatment. So Dave, at at one point they handed your phone back to you for some reason. Oh yeah, the the quick phone. Yeah, right. So what happened was, yeah, I kind of, I kind of tricked one of the guards. Uh, I, felt, I, actually, I kind of felt kind of bad about that because he really seemed like a pretty nice guy. But I just said, "Hey, I need to get I need to get some information off that phone. You know, I need to get a number. You know, just so I can call." And I really did need that, but I I I didn't I didn't check that before I hit the quick button. So I said, "Uh oh, quick's loading. That's going to take a while for it to load. I guess I'm stuck with quick. I'm not going to get to make that call because I was going to try to call Lauren or something like because I didn't know if I could get through to four one one again. And um, so I called." Um, so I, instead of calling, I just I uploaded the quick, you know, and 
Right now, Quick.com is a service that allows uh, people, anybody with a smartphone, to download free software, and then it's a matter of one or two or three button presses, and you've got live streaming video streaming to the internet being saved on a server online from your cell phone, and that's what you did inside the jail processing area. Yeah, I can sort of see his face sort of flicker with bewilderment when he saw the quick thing load onto the onto the camera, and then I just hit the record button, <laughs> and I just picked up the camera. Is that they really live? I, I haven't seen the I haven't seen the video, so I don't know what got through. <laughs> I, I I distinctly remember you saying, "This is live to the internet," really loud to like everybody around you. Right. <laughs> Which I was amazed by, by the way. Every time I've been in a jail facility, it blocks the hell out of a cell phone signal. So I was actually surprised that the the signal even made it out uh, and that we were able to see it last night. And people can go to, I don't know what the best way to access your quick video is. Uh, is it uh, quick.com slash, I don't know, Ridley Report? Or? Uh, quick.com slash Ridley Report. Slash Ridley Report. Very good, Dave. It's, so, it's supposed to transfer over to YouTube, but sometimes it fails to transfer. So you're in there, you're being uh, kept in as some sort of a holding cell. How many other prisoners were in there with you? Well, that night it wasn't too bad. It was probably about 10 of us in the size of like a uh, an efficiency apartment. Hmm. Uh, and they were all complaining. They were like, I can't believe there's 10 of us in here. This is an outrage. You know, and so I was like, oh, that's Apparently you're and just made I, for jail. Yeah, geez, he's so, <laughs> so no and sweat. there's a... Uh, Later on, hold uh, that thought, morning, Dave. Though, Later on, we'll find out in a moment. Stick with us here. More with Dave Ridley, hopefully in a moment. 800 259 9231. Your calls. We've got a question for Dave. He's here from RidleyReport.com. Arrested because he did what he was told. Right. It's free talk live. Hunting, shooting, camping, apparel, auto ATV, tactical gear, survival equipment. OutdoorBunker.com is your one-stop discount shop for all your outdoor survival needs. From scopes, holsters, and knives to backpacks, flashlights, sleeping bags, and more, OutdoorBunker.com features a massive selection at incredible prices. Orders over $100 get free shipping. FTL listeners, get the UTG Deluxe Universal Horizontal Shoulder Holster for only $9.95. I've got mine. Get yours at OutdoorBunker.com slash FTL now. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up what you want, 800-259-9231. Though right now, calls will be given priority if you've got a question for Dave Ridley, the independent video journalist who is well-known within the Liberty community, I think now, uh, for his consistent and prolific reporting from here in New Hampshire. He He is certainly, out of all the people in New Hampshire, I mean, Tally does a lot of stuff, but Dave Ridley is the journalist as far as he's the man to beat consistent content uh on a regular basis and and just keeping it going for the long duration now jason tally from the civil disobedience evolution fund is the newest i think entrant into being you know getting out getting some real good videos out there and uh, tally spends more time with editing and you know laying in music and and cutting things his videos are really good though yeah he does a great job uh and you can get his stuff over at tally.tv and but uh, dave the reason you're so prolific is because of your style of the the way you approach doing your shooting can you talk a little bit about that just before we get back to the jail uh, story what what is what is different about the way dave ridley does uh, news reporting efficiency um and also, uh, I, I, I don't put near as much stuff on the cutting room floor as most uh, videographers do. I try to make something out of almost everything. And I think my theory is you can make almost anything interesting. You just have to, if it starts to get a little dull, you just have to illustrate it with good video. So if someone's talking and it's kind of dry, but you can pull up some good video, 
doesn't matter how dry the conversation is. So whereas a news crew of about 20, 40 minutes of tape and then have to spend a lot of time getting it down to a one and a half minute story, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take all 20 minutes of tape and do something with it, you know. And it's, it's not quite as high quality, or not, not near as high quality as a typical news package, but it's, it's about half, you know, it's about half as good. And, but the length, I mean, the, the quantity will be about 10 times as much, and it will, it will be about half as much quality. So the, right, and it's, it's YouTube anyway, done. right? So, I mean, it's not like you're packaging something for a news broadcast where it has to be tip-top shape uh, as far as the quality level. It's YouTube, so you can kind of cut it down a little bit. Obviously, quality is still important. It can't be utter trash. But, people, uh, it, people have to want to watch it. Right. But, but, but I feel like news you, you tends to about, overcut. Forget about, forget about quality and focus on just be, trying to make it interesting. Don't worry about the rest. Just make it interesting and accurate and leave it at that. Right. Well, and the more you throw out there, the more likely somebody's going to be interested in something that you've put out. Whether they watch 10 out of 10 is another question. But if they watch 5 right. of 10, then that's more than zero. So, I mean, just putting it out there is good because each of your reports is going to attract kind of a different audience. Like sometimes you'll focus on Ron Paul. And obviously the people that might be interested in watching a Ron Paul-related video would be different from those perhaps – who would be interested in watching a video of uh, you know, being arrested or some sort of civil disobedience uh, coverage? So anyway, just uh, you know, kudos to you for being so uh, so prolific within the movement. Okay. I know that I know that Dave Ridley, you are like I'm, I am a testimonial for you because freekeen.com, that's a site where JJ and I are both bloggers. Uh, Freekeen is an advertiser with the Ridley Report, so full disclosure. And uh, I, I'm I've never been so satisfied with buying advertising because I'm constantly having people coming to Keene, New Hampshire, saying they heard about Free Keen, not from Free Talk Live, but from, I mean, obviously a lot of them say Free Talk Live, but number two to Free Talk Live is the Ridley Report. Yep. And uh, there are people that have moved here because of you, Dave. Yeah, I'm one of those. I definitely was influenced by your video, especially that video of you um, by, I believe it was Tap Room, when you were, had the open carry incident. And then, um, oh, where the cop were, was yes. harassing Dave outside on the street for having a gun strapped to himself? That's right. And uh, so, obviously, Free Talk Live led me to the Free State Project, and I saw your video about that, and I'm definitely here because of, you know, the combination of you and Ian and, and a couple other people. So, so Dave, tell us, more awesome. about, yeah, tell, tell us more about what you're going to say, because we're going into a break. You had something that you want to tell us about the jail. I'd asked you about the other folks you were in there with. You said there are about 10, 10 guys in a holding cell, and then you were going to say later, and we didn't get to that part. So, what was that? Oh, I don't remember now. It was, it was something <laughs> about the, the non the non cooperation. It was just it was just like you know they they had all these things, all these things they were going to do to me that they just didn't do. You know, I, I don't. I, it, it was it was kind of smoother than the last two uh, times I've been in jail for this kind of thing. Did you eat while you were in jail? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm How not, was the food? I'm not a hunger strike guy. How was the food? Uh, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't good. Okay. <laughs> All right. So they they had a lot of bluster about what they were going to do to you in the uh, uh, when they got you to the jail. You know, you're, you're going to go to a holding cell. You're gonna you're gonna be naked. You're gonna be uh, you know they're gonna blow cold air on you and do whatever it is they do. And they didn't do any of that <laughs> they stuff. We well, did this in both jails. That was the thing. And then, but then both of them just gave me whatever the normal stuff was. When you say they both jails, you mean the police? Else, you mean like... the National Police Station and the jail? Or were you? Um... Yeah, yeah. Got and it. I guess, I mean, like I say, when I say I thought I might be getting some kind of special treatment, it's probably just coincidence. It's probably just that they, there was some guy they couldn't process him for nine hours or some reason. For some reason, they could process me in three hours, and it was, probably didn't have anything to do with who I was 
or what they were threatening me with or any of that. So uh, early this morning, they take you in uh, in front of a man, where, uh, the person wearing a robe, and you had an arraignment at that point. Because, again, they did not put any bail terms on you last night, and so you were held without bail. They, By the way, they were refusing to release any information. Multiple activists were calling the jail and the police station last night, including myself. I blogged about it over at freekeen.com, where the officers were refusing to release information about what you had been charged with, which you would think would be public knowledge. And when I asked the Reason, Not until it goes in the paper. And the the reason I I asked when I asked them why the reason I was given was essentially a carbon copy of well it's a juvenile except they replaced the word juvenile with an adult well he's an adult and so therefore we can't give you the information <laughs> I was just dumbfounded by this <laughs> it's stupid well the other thing that was kind of interesting is this I guess Adam Mackler probably gets a hats off here the, I, as soon as I get to Valley Street this this guy goes yeah your attorney was here and I was like what. I have an attorney. <laughs> you know, the attorneys just sort of appear out of the ether when when you're an activist in New Hampshire. It, there's a good chance, you know, uh, Adam Mackler right or Lance Weber might just show up to uh, to assist. And they, Seth Hipple. Attorneys, yeah, and Seth Hipple. And these attorneys, these are liberty-friendly attorneys that we have up here. When you're an attorney, you get better access to somebody that's in jail. It's just the, the, the fact. You can call up. You can say, I need to talk to my client, so-and-so, Dave Ridley, and they will connect yeah. you with Dave Ridley. Whereas anybody else that calls to jail, even if you're Dave's mom, they're going to tell you to go you know, pound sand. Here's how you can write to him. Yeah, uh, the Keene Jail especially, you can't do anything unless you're attorney and so having you know someone like lance or or adam is is so beneficial so you've got a trial date i presume at this point dave yeah i think it's july 11th and okay. uh they charged me with a class b misdemeanor ah, so no jury a, trial the classic thing you know they would be the class a misdemeanor and then they bumped it down to class b probably so that, that they can keep me out of the jury correct. trial correct uh, all right, so uh, I I'm, I'm presume you're going to want activists to show up at this particular trial, and you also want to do, I, I guess, some sort of a protest out in front of National Police Department. So if National PD thought that they were going to get you to go away by arresting you at that hotel, they were mistaken. Well, we do have to show them that, yeah, whenever they do arrest an activist for a victimless crime or non-crime, you know, there is a price to pay, in, in, at least in public relations. You know, I look forward to the day when we get to show them there's a price to pay for arresting anybody for a non-crime, anybody who's peaceful uh, for some right. something that hasn't harmed anybody else. And I look forward to when, you know, we've got enough people living here as activists in New Hampshire that we can regularly go out to court trials and show support for people that we don't even know, uh, people that are being assaulted and, and, you know, ruined, having their lives ruined by this system. Definitely. Yeah. Anything else you want to share about your experience, Dave, or we've covered pretty much everything? Oh, I'm sure there's something else that I'm forgetting that's important. Well, I guess I should mention, I know I mentioned it on so Porcupine 411, but two different cops grabbed my uh, crotch uh, oh. when I was attempting to, um, well, when I was just sitting there cuffed. That's a little bit of a weird thing, it's huh? a strange thing. What, what were the circumstances? I mean, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying they were do it, doing it for some prurient reason, but they were searching me. I see. Was it like a good cupping of uh, of your genitals? Yeah, pretty much. They just want to be TSA agents. Wow. <laughs> I guess so. Oh, and I also, I, I, uh, I did what I'd been planning to do for a long time. As soon as they started arresting me, I just started thinking, we shall overcome. Oh. <laughs> I've, never, I've never had uh, keen police when I've been arrested by them multiple times. Never had them uh, grab my crotch in, in any kind of a pat down or, or search. Seems a little unusual. I mean, when I was in the jail, yeah. I had to bend over and cough. But, you know, that's to be expected when you're, when you're going into a jail. Dave, uh, people can keep up to date with you over at RidleyReport.com. That links over to your YouTube channel from there. And thanks for doing everything you do for the world of activism, man. Yeah, it's thanks great, a lot, It's Dave. great to have you here. 
Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming on the show tonight. We'll talk to you soon. Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com. Take some time. Go check out some of his videos. Hit the subscribe button. I'm subscribed, yeah. Yeah, it's worth it. Definitely a super activist of his own you know, category. Well, and he made the, his own category. That's yeah, right. Yeah, and you know, I forgot to ask him something, uh, and that is that I presume he's going to be at Pork Fest because most yeah. of us are going to the right. Porcupine Freedom Festival here in a few weeks. And I know that he's uh, historically been known for actually giving his Ridleyography classes. So if you're planning on coming to Porcupine, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, hunt down Dave Ridley. You usually it's e- he's easy to find. He's the guy with the video camera. Yeah. Um, and you can see his picture over at freekeen.com right now. But if you hunt down Dave and ask him about his Ridleyography class, I think I think when I took it a couple of years ago, it was like 40 bucks. Maybe he's charging 50 now. I don't know. But it's cheap, and it's like three or four hours long, and he will te- teach you the tricks of his trade. So he essentially is out there duplicating himself. He's, he's helping people learn how to do better videography, and I think that's great. We're coming up here, 800-259-9231. The top ten ways to make a good impression. We'll talk about them coming up here. Take your calls about anything. Hour two is next. This is Free Talk Live. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait, there's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to LibertyStickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. LibertyStickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. into the second hour of the program and you can dial in toll free to bring up whatever you'd like 800-259-9231 that's the SACL CAI toll free line 1-800-259-9231 joining you this evening it's Ian JJ and Mark 800-259-9231 you know uh, sometimes we can talk about issues sometimes we can talk about news we'll talk about whatever you want of course you can dial in and bring up anything but it's been a while since we've done a good top 10 list I don't remember the last time we did one. It's top been... 10 lists are good radio. There's no there's no arguing with that. Well, it all depends on the top 10 list. I mean, there could be, in theory, really bad top 10 lists, in which case it would be not so great radio. But I think that uh, this one will inspire some discussion. It is the top 10 ways to make, good imp- uh, to make a good impression. And actually, the subject here yeah, says I see that. top 10 ways to make good impression. So <laughs> not a very first good no. impression there. Get your spelling right, I think, is uh, is number zero here, though. I don't know if they're going to have <laughs> At on At least this for list. the title. <laughs> or I, guess, I guess it's not a spelling issue. It's a grammar yeah, or sentence, sentence, structure stru- sentence structure issue. Yeah, put, put your articles in there. Isn't uh an article? Is that correct? Well, the, you uh. they could have put an S on the end, too. So That's true. They could have added the an S. They could have made the too. impression plural. Uh, but anyway, so uh, this is from top hyphen 10 hyphen list.org impressions are important they leave an initial taste in people's mouths it can remain prevalent for the entire relationship and, you know i think i think you're t- what you're talking about as far as uh, as grammar is important though when i see 
emails or posts on Facebook from people. I mean, I've unfriended people on Facebook just because of the posts. Really? Because of their grammar? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Uh, you know, when it's uh, when it's the spelling's bad, the capitalization's bad, and mm. you know, like well, it just that, shows up. That as, might be a little harsh, though, Mark. I, that does seem a little. It's harsh. by Facebook. I, yeah, I, I would first take them off my newsfeed before I defriend them. Uh, well, I don't know exactly how to run everything on uh, Facebook, so um, you know, I'm like, I don't want to see that. Well, then again, That's an the offense issue, to my senses. I don't want to see it again. The issue I, with, we're not talking about the the lack of the use of an geez, Oxford Mark, comma here. You've made a terrible impression on me now. You're talking about people that uh, you know don't capitalize the, the, the you know I and uh, you know well, spell now, everything on. wrong to the point you can't even understand what they're trying to get across. Now, point of clarification, Mark, you're the kind of guy who on Facebook up until just recently you just take anybody that would uh, would send you a friend request so when you've got a bunch of people on your friends list you don't even know then it's easy to remove somebody for an offense like that but if you've got somebody like jj if all of a sudden jj posts a post where he's you know forgets to capitalize an i you're not going to take him off your friends this list. isn't about small bits of uh, the one time i'm thinking of here <laughs> i'm talking about a, a a sentence misdemeanor i mean like this I see. The, the, the person should have spent offended. time in county jail for this <laughs> sentence construction it was awful Wow. All right. <laughs> Don't mix Facebook and drugs, people. And, and I'm telling you, if JJ did something like that, I would just say something to yeah. him. Like, what is this? What were you thinking? Uh, you know, And there are a lot of people on the internet who seem to believe that, well, because they're online, it doesn't matter. There's a, there's this viewpoint is is yeah. fairly prevalent on the well I don't have to worry about capitalization I'm on the internet right it doesn't matter I don't care what you think about me and that's fine I mean it's okay to have that that viewpoint of I don't care what you think that's okay but it it is something that can be a turnoff to people yeah I think there's there's a time and place though there are certain things especially with Facebook and like if you're responding to something you're adding a comment or a reply to something it's not like you're applying for a job. You know, your resume, your dealings with professional matters, you know, should have that professional touch. But maybe you should treat it like you're applying for a job because... You may be. Because what are the odds these days that when you apply for a job, whether it's legal or illegal, I don't know, but that the person who's in human relations, the person, the boss who could be hiring you, what are the odds that person is going to Google your name and find your Facebook page? Well, hopefully my privacy settings will prevent them from seeing anything. Maybe that's the case, but nonetheless. Well, at, at that point, though, given what's on what if my they're a Facebook... Friend of, what if they're a friend of one of your friends, in look, which case they would be If someone found my Facebook page and was going to hire me, and they actually read about all this stuff and... and what I'm actually doing, they, it would be a very simple yes or no decision from that point. It'd be black or white. You know, oh, I'm cool with all this stuff. Yeah, this dude's yeah. cool. Or, oh my God, this what did I get nuts. myself into? Yeah, exactly. Right. And so if you're, for whatever, making some kind of post that's just funny where you say, hanging with the homies. I don't mind if you, you put an apostrophe and drop the G from hanging. Um, that's, that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about you know, just bad grammar. And yeah, I do use the bad. best grammar I can mm-hmm. while I make Facebook posts and I make things an effort. like that. I make an effort to capitalize and use punctuation, and I think it's worth it. And I in do. texts, I do the same thing if I can fit it in the space. Obviously, I'll drop, uh, you know, I'll abbreviate stuff if, uh, if it comes down to it. I really don't have texts on my phone anymore. I was getting too many of them. So it's, uh, so again, it's... The article here points out that it is uh, these first impressions are important. If you want to impress someone, you get only a few minutes to do so. Uh, to do so, the first meeting and the first few minutes of that meeting does it all. A person can well judge you with your very first appearance, or talk or talk with him or her, building an impression that lasts. 
Building an impression that lasts long, <laughs> you have to be really careful. It's based on the impression. I remember not all top ten lists do we agree with all of the uh, the items on the list. No. So I'm not, this is not making a good first impression on me. You have to really be careful. They say it's based on the impression you create in your boss's mind that many a times... You this is awful. Wow. You reach heights of success in your organization. I think we'll just stick with the the numbers here. Don't try to impress is number one. It's the first rule they say to impress somebody. Don't try too hard uh, to impress them. Right. If someone's going to be impressed by what you're doing, they're going to be impressed. It doesn't really matter what it is you're doing. If you it, like, if you have okay, once again back to the job. If you have a resume that is really good for this field or this position, they're going to be impressed by it. It's That's just how it is. But that whole trying to impress, the whole you, he tries too hard or she tries too hard mm-hmm. thing, you know that you can get carried away real quick with that. Right, and of course the obsession over perfection uh, is really the enemy of uh, completion. And if you're you know obsessing over getting everything just right, maybe you're going to overlook something that's really important. I think what JJ is saying here is that uh, you know humans have this uh, this ability to they 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 judge humans very quickly, and and they're usually pretty good about it. Um, and if you so if you're fake if you're acting fake like you aren't, then that's going to show up. They're going to sniff it out. Yeah. Number two, be on time, be punctual. This mm, is a good one. Yeah. Mm. This is very important. You got a job interview, man, don't be late. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, people are people can be very arbitrary about times. Um, even if you are going to be late, make a quick phone call and say, look, I'm going to be five minutes late or I'm going to be a half of an hour late. Let them know what's happening yep. because it's about expectations with people. It's not about um, it really anything else. If they understand, they know what to expect, then things will be fine. Right, but, right. And it also they, they have schedule. Usually people have scheduled to do something with you at a certain time. And, and after a certain amount of time, they expect to be doing something else. And they've scheduled something else. And absolutely. if you interrupt their schedule, if you inconvenience them, that will be a big red mark on, on whatever you're trying to get with them. Number three, speak less, speak sensible. And this one is uh, generally a good idea. I'll, I'll read the, te- the text here. This is another important aspect to keep, keep in mind. Speaking sensible and speaking less always helps to build a good impression. And if you keep on blabbering and basically half of what you say doesn't make any sense, it will not be entertained by people much. Usually good to ask questions uh, of, you know, if you can. Obviously, you need to answer whatever questions you're being asked about, you know, your abilities and, and your skills. But asking questions uh, kind of shows your interest in what it is. For, I mean, we're talking about a job interview here, but there are obviously other areas in which you're looking to make an impression on somebody honestly everything in life is some kind of job interview i mean well you're always selling yourself uh, to some extent and so asking the the other person about what they're representing or who they are is always it's always more interesting for someone to talk about themselves than to listen to you talk about yourself and i can tell you that good questions uh, always impress me when uh, people are you know I, I do ad sales all day long for free talk live and you know many of uh, many of the people who are buying ads they they're you know the last questions back it's it's the good questions are the ones that always impress me. All right, there's more coming up here on this top 10 list of the top 10 ways to make a good impression. Maybe you've got some suggestions that you'd like to share or personal experiences here. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. At least if my clock is right, it should be 
the time. Don't know where the uh, the spots are here. I've been having some clock troubles tonight. Actually, apparently my clock's not right. I apologize to uh, the board operator. I thought that uh, that we were coming up on a break. Normally, we've got these uh, hard breaks and and you got uh, a computer virus. Uh, something's wrong. Uh-oh. My clock has never been wrong twice before. It's never been wrong once before. You just reset it. Just uh, yeah, and a few I did. Minutes ago. I did just reset. It. It's very strange. That's so, odd. all right. Tell you now we're coming back with more <laughs> of the uh, the top ten. Ways to make a good impression here in a few moments. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. One of them is to make sure your clock is accurate so you can show up <laughs> There's on really time. nothing you can do about that, and people have to understand mistakes. More than one clock helps. I suppose. Uh, that seems a little strange. This is Free Talk Live. I've got to have two alarms to get me up in the morning. It's Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous SuperTuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your SuperTuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And we give you the features on the site there completely free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com features including the wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. W-I-K-I wiki. Freetalklive.com will get you there. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy. And the taxes that you have to pay on them feed the very beast that's stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, no smoke. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale water vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Use coupon code FTL to save an additional 5% off at VaporStation.com. All right, 800-259-9231 as we continue here. We'll take your phone calls about anything, and then we'll keep uh, going on this top 10 list here, which has made a real poor impression on me, at least by its poor grammar. Uh, But otherwise, and who knows, maybe it was written by somebody that doesn't really speak English as their native language. Uh, We we don't know. But some of the suggestions are, I think, are still pretty good, like don't try to impress be on time, be punctual, speak less and speak sensibly, keeping uh, your answers short. Simple is good. Keep it simple, stupid. Good idea. Let's continue here. We'll take your calls about what you want. Chris is in Indiana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Chris. Chris in Indiana, going once. Chris. Hello, Hello you're on the air. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you were talking about the people who um, like don't care about it. Uh, the internet, you know what I mean? Like, writing just ridiculous stuff. Grammar on the internet. Yeah, just poor grammar, poor punctuation, and then, even if they, even if it is pointed out to them, they just, you know, will will just say they don't care, and it doesn't matter to them how they, you know, their writing looks. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I okay, uh, I'm gonna, like, my name in uh, video game land is butt leakage, and I don't think that's illegal for me to say but um that's fine 
No, it's, it's, it, may, <laughs> it may indicate something about your personality and how you view yourself. <laughs> so what about yeah, it? Yeah. Um, well, anyway, I think a lot of that comes from the video game community. A like, lot of, you mean a lot of lazy typing? No, 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 no. Like the, the crazy things that you read on the Internet. Like well, I think a lot of that comes from the 4chan uh, world, and you know, there's obviously a lot of gamers within that uh, that particular world. But this is more of, I think, a commentary on just sl- sloppiness, and I think that there are plenty of people that are sloppy with how they communicate on the internet. That yeah, I'm really talking gamers. about punctuation and capitalization, sentence structure, and well, things I like think that. Well, I think I think he has a, uh, somewhat of a point, though, that video games are so prevalent, and, and with all the online games, like uh, example, World of Warcraft, it's huge. Mm-hmm. There's you know millions of people who play it. And a lot of the people who, who play it are very young, and they're communicating a lot in this game in order to do things, in order to organize groups, in order to go out and do things. You need to communicate. Well, yeah, and you have to communicate quickly, right? Exactly. So in that case, it makes sense. Like, if you're trying to t- tap out a message real quick before, before somebody gets smashed throws a grenade at you, then that makes right, sense. Right, right. But in, in some of these cases, it's like the, the people typing, they don't know a whole lot of grammar, but they type a lot. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. They... They communicate a lot with what little they know, and they can get away with it because a lot of the people they're communicating with don't care. And like me personally, when I was playing, if there was someone who I just couldn't understand, I just wouldn't want anything to do with them because, you know, how can I communicate with you if, you know, I can't even read what you're typing or you're misspelling everything and it's just garbage. Chris, thanks for the call tonight. appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Eric in Georgia. Eric, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, JJ, and Mark. You know, I guess there's one point at which, uh, I don't know if Eric's there, Eric, in Georgia. I guess at uh, you know at one point, you've got to stop acting like you're in a game and then get back to reality and start communicating with human beings. When, you, when you're not in a rush, uh, you, you've got the time to hit the shift key before you press the letter I. You know, right. it doesn't take a whole lot of extra effort. I know you could make the argument that, well, it's faster if I do it this way. You could make that argument. But it's also lazier if you do it that way. And for those of us who are concerned with uh, our own grammar, it doesn't look that great. Right. And I suppose there's a difference between using the backspace button and going back and, you know, making sure that the, the sentence is perfect and just, you know, spitting out whatever, uh, you know, comes up as you do it. But, I mean, it seems to me that hitting the sh- shift key doesn't make it any faster or slower. No, I, I mean, I agree. I definitely see a difference between someone who speaks very clear sentence structure and, and very defined topics as to what they're talking about. You know, someone that, that not speaks, but in this case, types, texts yeah. or types, whatever. Uh, there is a big difference between that person and the impression they make on me versus, you know, someone who doesn't care. And, could, and then if you say something and then you get this attitude about it, especially in the video game realm, if you go, you know, talking about grammar, oh, you're a grammar Nazi and, and you know, you're coming down on me for this <laughs> and that. And you're just not too cool, man. And it's just like, well, okay, fine. Then I'm just not going to associate with you. Yep. How's that? That's, and that's an acceptable uh, thing to do. Number four here on this list of the top 10 ways to make a good impression is to be humble. And that's not not too shabby of a suggestion. There. I think I'd be, I think being humble in all aspects of your life is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely right here. Uh, humble humility, humility is the quality of being modest, even politely submissive, and never being arrogant, contemptuous, rude, or even self-abasing. Do they mean de- debasing? Anyway, this is well. The- there is a fine line, though. Like myself, I'm I'm really good at interviews for for whatever um, for my jobs that I've gotten in the past as a uh, as a precision mechanic. You know, as a maintenance person, I fix machines and stuff like that. And there, there's a fine line between talking about the 
the things you're good at mm-hmm. and your features and bragging. Yeah. So you kind of you kind of are selling yourself, and you do you do want to include some of the things you're good at. You want to say all of them. You know, I'm I'm really good at this. I'm without bragging, but you can say it in terms that aren't bragging. It's it, like, for example, um, I, I'm really good at fixing this machine. I've gotten you know my the accuracy I've gotten with this machine has been this and this and that. So you can pr- you can back up what you're saying with some facts and some things that they can actually check on if they need to. And you're not bragging. You're simply pointing out a fact. Now, uh, but also this article is about making first impressions, not just impressions at um, interviews. And I Correct. agree with entirely right. what you're saying uh, about interviews here, JJ. But I think there's also something to be said for first impressions elsewhere. Uh, you know, I've had situations, uh, one situation in particular I can think of that uh, a relative of my wife's uh, met for the first time and they considered me to be uh, pompous and arrogant. What a surprise. I mean, like, there's no doubt I'm a vain guy, right? But I usually don't get that because I, uh, you know, people don't usually say that because I'm pretty good at acting humble at the same time, you know, and so, you know, maybe they're, they're, uh, and we all know you're just acting. I mean, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) There's no doubt. I'm vain. Uh, but their antenna maybe were a little more attuned or they're just hypersensitive to this kind of thing. You know, they're like, I don't have to meet that guy again. I'm fine with that too. Well, like yourself, you're, you're a talker. You're, professional mm-hmm. talker you get paid some to some extent to sit on the air and talk and let your opinions known yep. so when you meet a group of people you're a talkative person and if they're shy untalkative it's it's very simple i think for someone to misinterpret you as being arrogant and pompous well they're simply subdued and and quiet but you're not you're just talking more than they are one thing's for sure no matter what you do you won't please everybody 800-259-9231 and you shouldn't try 1-800-259-9231 and you should be who you really are that way you'll attract the right people who are like you so if you type like crap on the internet you'll attract other crappy typers Uh, more coming up this is free talk live I've started playing a new online game. It's called Mine Things. It's a free online mining game created by a free stater. It's all in your browser. There's nothing weird to download. Your little mining robot guy can mine for you 24-7. You don't even need to be logged in. You compete with other players for resources and a capitalist economy. The virtually mined gold demonstrates the concept of sound money and is exchanged between players tax-free. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MineThings.com and start mining today. It's free. MineThings.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up anything you'd like, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, once again, that's freetalklive.com. And the features including archives, so if you missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They're right there at the top of the page. The last week's worth is there at the top, and then you click into the archive section to go all the way back to late 2006, all free at freetalklive.com. On Free Talk Live, we talk about in investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some really great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. You can go to gold.freetalklive.com, see what we've got there. We've got U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Franks, Lakota Nation, Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, Walking Liberty Halves. There's also a book there, Dishonest Money. It's a great book to teach you about, well, what's going on with the Federal Reserve and how they are stealing your wealth. 
It's gold.freetalklive.com. Toll-free number again, 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. We're talking about uh, the top 10 ways to make a good impression here from top-10-list.org. Number five, a little quick recap for you here. One, don't try to impress. Two, be on time, be punctual. Three, speak less, speak sensible. And four, be humble. Just a few more thoughts here, I guess, about humbleness, humility. Uh, whatever the situation is, however big you are or great things you've done, never be arrogant and never be boastful of your talent. A humble, one, a humble person can win the hearts of people at any given situation. Number five, keep smiling. And this is important. I mean, a lot of these are generally not just good for first impressions, but just good to keep in mind at all times uh, throughout your interactions with other human beings. I mean, you just want to... F- Interact more with somebody that's got a smile on their face, somebody yeah. that's happy. I just recently saw one of those headlines in uh, one of those you know, those random news headlines you see around. It said something about that women found the brooding, sort of unhappy or bad guy more attractive than a happy guy. It was just interesting to read that little little blurb that they said because the the whole mystique behind the bad, the bad boy, the bad boy, and, <laughs> and you know all that's the stuff that goes with that. So, but yes, the the whole smiling thing, the being positive. If you're if you're positive and your interaction with the person is positive, they will obviously remember it in a positive light when they think about you or when they they recall back to whatever you discussed. And I think creating or promoting or developing, you know, when you you take something, you make more of it. Whether it be a relationship, whether it be an idea in this person, whatever it is, as long as it's positive, it will generally follow a positive trend of growth. So I was watching this uh, episode of a television program. I won't get too specific with names, but there were two uh, activists that were appearing on this episode, one a female, the other a male. And in that episode, the male was kind of had a grimace uh, on his face uh, the entire time. And I like both of these people, uh, but uh, the, the impression that was made was that the female, to me, looked a heck of a lot more friendly, and she looked to be somebody that I would like to you know, see, see talk more because she was smiling and just looked friendly. And not to say that the guy was did a bad job. I think he did a good job presenting what it was he was presenting. But uh, and it's nervous. It's got to be nerve wracking being on television. Yeah, you got to watch that face though when you're on TV. Yeah. It's, it's the, tough. It's the end of the story. JJ, you mentioned uh, girls liking bad boys, and I think that that's true. And this is just a generalization up until say 25 or 30 for them, and then they kind of realize, oh, bad boys are. Bad. Yeah, they yeah. hurt me. <laughs> and bad boys tend to straighten up around thirty to thirty-five too. There's a little lag time, but I think that uh, I think that what that kind of expecting? goes away. What's that? What were you expecting from the bad boy? Right, right? I, I know that's that's what's the hilarious part. I don't know why it is that uh, many women want the, uh, the the build their own man hobby kit, but in fact they want a construction project, yeah. and uh, you know it really just ends up in in, in heartache. But uh, you know I can say I like being an adult a heck of a lot like better than I ever liked being a teenager or whatever yeah. came after it. No kidding. So the story here says that smiling is actually very powerful. You can change someone's whole behavior towards you simply by splashing a quick smile. What is also important with regards to smiling is don't overdo it. If It can have a reverse effect if you continuously keep a grinning face. Yeah. Number six. Well, hey. one, one thing about the smiling thing it is me, you know, I've got a full beard and, uh, you know, I'm outside, you know, like this winter wearing a leather jacket, full beard, sunglasses, a hat on. You know, I, I might look a little intimidating at times, <laughs> but, you know, walking along and I've sort of watched like just, just my own thing, like every other person I'd smile at mm-hmm. and I'd say hello. 
And then, you know, so you, you sort of watch the, their reaction and the people that I said nothing to, they basically looked at the ground or they didn't look at me at all. And then the people that I, I said hi to before, they they got up to me and then smiled. They they replied back and they were very smiley, sure. you know. Of course, you also live in New they Hampshire. They fear for their life, JJ. Right. Well, you also live in New Hampshire where people, I think, are gen- at least from where I come, uh, compared to whence I come, they are very friendly here uh and you know like if you're in new york city saying hi to people may not get you a bigger um an equivalent response uh people when we were out in la mark were not as friendly as uh, i think they are here in in Keene, new hampshire that's my experience i've uh, had other people say that that's not their experience i i think to some extent it may be the attitude at which you approach a new place number six pay attention Almost mm-hmm. everybody, irrespective of their status or position, seeks attention, if not always, at least while they talk. So it's absolutely important for you to pay complete attention to the person who's in a conversation. Paying attention will draw the person toward you, and as a result, you impress him with your sincere effort of paying attention. Now, one way you can show that you're paying attention is by asking questions to clarify what has been said, and also stating back what you thought you heard this is generally a good rule of, of of good listening and good communication because then the person knows that you are you care enough about what it is that they are saying to you that you're wanting to make sure you heard it right uh, because interpretations can differ and so being able to speak back to somebody what they've told you in your own words is an important way to show them that you've internalized what they've said or if you've made a mistake and misinterpreted or you know misrecalled what they said it gives them the opportunity to say oh no no I didn't say that this is what I meant it gives them the opportunity to correct or to to clarify the issue, and and that really can cement with somebody that wow, this person is really interested in what I have to say to them. No, is eye contact on the rest of the list? Number seven, actually. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I won't mention it. <laughs> That's a, that is definitely a, a critical one here. One of the best silent compliments you can ever make to someone is to pay attention to what they're saying. People want want to know that you care. Show them that you do, and you've won major points. I think that's an excellent suggestion. And it can be very difficult to pay attention in this day and age when we have so many things vying for it. Uh, sometimes I feel bad because in many cases I will have something to do. Like after the show, I have archives to do. I have to you know, put the show together and make it available as a podcast. And there's some process that goes into that. It's at least a half an hour's worth of, uh, of extra effort here. It's only half an hour because you've gotten good at it. It's an hour and a half for anybody else. If you don't know what you're doing, <laughs> sure. Uh, but you know, sometimes there's somebody still here or somebody comes in uh, to the studio and I feel bad because I I can't give them my full attention. I want to get my work done at that time. I mean, I do my best, but I know that when my attention is divided, I'm not giving somebody what it is that they're looking for. Right. And it it does make a very bad impression in this day and age with our, our devices and our mobile phones and all that sort of stuff. When you walk into a situation and someone's sitting there on a device and you're supposed to interact with this person, mm-hmm. now now you're inconvenienced waiting for them to finish up with whatever they're doing so they can have this, this in-person conversation. Right. It is a very, very bad impression. Yeah. So I, I would say keep real close attention to your attention and be aware of what you're focusing on. And I think you bring up a great point with all the handheld devices. It's so easy. And I think we're all probably guilty of it at some point. Sure. It's so easy to just get into that uh, world of what's going on on your little handheld device. Oh, I got to check an email. Oh, I got to check this. I got to yep. check that. And, uh, you know, no. The conversation gets a little boring at the uh, dinner table. Let's take a look at this. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not good. Number seven on the list of 10 ways to make a good impression eye contact. Definitely. AJ? Yeah, eye contact is huge. 
that that will show someone you're paying attention by looking in their eyes when you're answering them, and it also shows your integrity. If you're constantly answering questions to someone and every time you answer the question, you're looking away or you're looking at the ground or looking wherever, they're going to have some doubt as to whether or not you know what you're talking about or whether you're not you're telling the truth. Stuff like That's that. true. It's there. I think there have been some studies done about lying and eye movements as far as them. Like I'm not sure if it's looking up and to the left or whatever. I think up is recall and down is lying. Hmm. Now, let's look into that. See if we can figure that out. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Interesting tells in the- uh, about uh, what somebody is is saying to you as far as what their eyes are uh, revealing. It's more coming up. Free talk live. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. Free and bring up anything you'd like. 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com, where we give you the features completely free. We've got the mobile site. Maybe you've got one of those smartphones and you'd like to access our internet streams and our podcast quickly. Just go to m.freetalklive.com to do that. M as in mobile.freetalklive.com. LibertyManiacs.com. They have the world's largest online Liberty brand featuring the most comprehensive selection of original posters, stickers, apparel, embroidered hats, and over 100 different other products. From hilarious satire to hard-hitting artistic commentary, LibertyManiacs.com is devoted to outfitting the Liberty movement worldwide with intelligent, eye-catching, and fashionable gear that expresses your personal dedication to Liberty. They've got a no-hassle, money-back guarantee on all products. New products almost every day. LibertyManiacs.com. All right, so 800-259-9231 as we continue here. We're talking about the uh, alleged top 10 ways to make a good impression from top-10-list.org. And I'd say that despite the just horrible grammar, by the way, as I've been sharing from this article, I've been kind of trying to adjust the grammar as I go along. It's, <laughs> oh, really? It's that bad. Oh, you should just let it go, man. Oh, man. But it's it becomes in, uh, incomprehensible to some no. extent. <laughs> so, <laughs> that. It becomes hilarious. <laughs> uh, so, I also looked up the eye direction versus lying oh, thank thing. thank you for that. Um, and the answer is you can sort of tell if somebody's lying by eye direction. Maybe. I've, yeah, maybe. So um, first, the, the first thing you need to know is... When asked a question, a normally organized, that's in their brain. So you don't qualify, right? (laughs) Right-handed person, so you need to know what handed they are, Mm. looks from your viewpoint, looking at them, up and to the left if they're constructing visual images, i.e. making something up. Telling a lie. Okay. Um, Up and to the right if they're remembering visual images. Up and to the left if it's an auditorily constructed image, image. or just auditorily constructed, uh, that's uh, made up. And then to the to the right, if it's auditorily remembered, down is feeling and kinesthetic. Down, uh, down into the right, 
is uh, internal dialogue. Excuse me, it was down to the left is uh, feeling kinesthetic, down to the right is yeah, internal Yeah, these certainly dialogue. aren't uh, cut and dry. No. These aren't guarantees. Uh, obviously, you want to follow your instincts. I think, yeah, I think, and, and the tone of their voice, their body language, and, and your own gut feeling, too. Right. So eye contact is what we're talking about here, uh, number seven on the the top ten list of things here to recap briefly. Don't try to impress. Two, be on time, be punctual. Three, speak less, speak sensible. Four, be humble. Five, keep smiling. And six, pay attention. So eye contact, uh, another important aspect here according to the story, and it basically means keeping your eyes fixed at the person whom you're in conversation with. And this is just an act to show that you're concentrating on his or her words. And it also shows a lot of confidence as well, I'd, I'd like to add. Yeah, I definitely, in, in all my interviews, I am definitely looking at their eyes more than they're looking at mine. Now, it does, really? There is, yes, there is a point at which, you know, you can enter the creepy realm. Yeah, there's the creepy. But if, right. <laughs> but if you're in a job interview and sitting there in a place where there's really not much going on other than their desk and them... You know, where else are you going to look? That's a good point. The, the, the creepy point where you, you use too much eye contact to the point where you make the, the other person feel uncomfortable. And I think one of the ways to deal with that is to perhaps try to match them to some extent yeah. uh, to mirror your partner, so to speak. True. So if this person, a person who has a lot of eye contact means that they consider eye contact to be important. very important and is liable to consider you to be a liar if you're not looking them directly in the eye. But if the other person, maybe they maybe they got to the position they are for whatever reason, they're more meek, they're not as forthcoming or, or as uh, as confident, and they may be able, they, they may be, you may notice that they're looking away more more often as you said jj you are making better eye contact than they are generally speaking and that may be an indicator for you to try to break their gaze at least a, a few times so you're yes. not totally staring them down right i do do that I, I make a point and literally i mean you're thinking about so many things subconsciously and almost somewhat consciously while you're answering questions and you're and, and just to take it outside the job interview just meeting new people and it, mm-hmm. especially in like a crowded bar, you meet a girl or a, a boy, whatever your your situation is, and you you know you want to talk to them. You need to look them in the eye to make sure that all this noise around us. I want to make sure my ears are focused on what you're saying. So where your head is pointed is very critical as far as hearing what they're saying. And eye contact help makes helps to make sure your ears and your head is pointed in their direction and stuff like that. But it also you know, shows you do care. You do. You are interested to know what is what they want to say or what their answer is. Now, this next one I disagree with. Uh, number eight: talk slowly. I think that that won't work if you're talking to someone who speaks quickly. And this comes back into this uh, point about mirroring that we were talking about before. And a lot of this stuff you learn if you uh, go into a sales, for instance. They, they teach you a lot of this stuff. And it's not easy to, to really turn it on. You, it takes some practice. So for me, uh, I was more of an introverted person when I was younger. And it took practice for me to make good eye contact. Now I'm, I'm pretty good at it these days. And I was practicing it a few weeks ago in court, actually, with the bailiffs. They were trying to stare oh, me yeah. down. And uh, I was actually winning the uh, the stare down contest, which was that's that's kind of fun. Uh, but yeah, this one's they suggest to talk slowly. I it's only well, if that other person is talking slowly that you really want to. do I think that. the key is to not talk too fast instead of talking slowly. Right, you want to be understood exactly. And if you slow your language down to the point where you're just boring people with what you have to say, what you have to say better be very important. Yeah, no <laughs> on Free Talk Live, um, we deal with obviously people ac- across the country, and I can tell you that one of the critiques that we get, and usually from I say more the the southern area of the country if i had to make a, a you know a generalization here mm-hmm. is that you talk too fast you boys are 
awful fast talkers. And it's <laughs> which is funny too because we did come from the right, south. We're both southern. We're both from Florida. <laughs> right, right. And so you know, like there's a. I think that there's this uh, prejudice in the world on people that talk quickly. And it's kind of like, well, that person's trying to put over a fast one on you. Well, I'd say it's a double edge. You know, you get that perspective, but also people who talk fast are generally thought to be more intelligent. And, oh, and it's uh, also a mistake. I, I but you're right, right. But I think convincing is probably the you know the that there's you know they're they're tough to interrupt, and I don't know what it it's all is, but I believe that fast talkers are generally considered convincing, and so you know what can I tell you? I'm a fast talker. I'm convinced. No, number nine is more of a summary <laughs> than another another one, but be a good listener. I mean, some of the things we talked about earlier are important factors of being a good listener. Making good eye contact is important to being a good listener because then the, the other person knows that you're looking and listening to them. Uh, and also asking questions, repeating back what it is that, uh, that you've already heard in your own words so the other person knows that you're internalizing what it is that they're saying to you. And these are all factors in uh, in being a good listener. And when you are... Being a good listener, it means you're not talking, right? Because if you're talking, you're not listening except to yourself. So, uh, again, being the person who is asking questions is also a good way to be a good listener because then you're not just totally yammering on about yourself. Maybe you're asking something about this person that you're with, whether we're talking about a job interview, asking about the job, asking you know about the company or whatever, or whether you're on a date or something like that, asking about that person and their life and what they're interested in. Right, and bringing up specific things. Like if someone is just keep talking and – you are listening. You want to bring up something that they just said. You don't just want to just ask, ask a the question, question about that. Yeah. You yeah. want to reference what they just said to, to prove that you were listening. And listening is more than just hearing. Obviously, listening is understanding. And as you listen, you should be building what you're going to say next relative to what they're saying and what you want to, to the message you want to get across. 1-800-259-9231. Have what you have ever we found missed? people that are creeped out by too many questions? What are you writing? A book? Yes. You know, yes. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I got nothing nice to say about that. Um, if if in my life um, you don't want to answer questions that I'm asking, like there's not room for you. Mm. That's the way I see it. So, I, you know, I mean, I've, I've, I've run across this in the past and generally my experience with that person is never good thereafter. So mm. I say if they're not answering questions... Pass them up. That's an interesting perspective, and I am hard-pressed to disagree with you on that one. Yeah, well, maybe there, there may very well be some good examples of it, but, uh, you know, I don't have to convince people that I'm a good guy, generally. Well, also, it, it, you know, Mark, Ian, myself, I mean, we're, we're generally busy people. We have a lot going on. You have your show. You have your family. I have all my other little things and, and whatnot. If, if I'm asking someone a question, it's because I need to know the answer for some reason. I don't ask a question just to take up airtime. Sometimes it's, I do. I mean, I, I generally don't. If if I mean, for the most part, I, I will sit there and listen and be quiet. And if I have something that I feel is important, I will say it. If I if I need some information to clarify something I heard, I will ask the question. Yeah. But I'm not just going to go asking questions. And if if a person, as you said, just says, you know, what are you asking all these questions for? Are you a cop or something? I'm like, well. Okay, there's really I no... I just wanted to know about you. I was just interested in you. That's right. all. That's do, why I'm asking Do you not questions. want to associate with me? Is that is that... I mean, because that's what you're aiming for. Number 10, be polite. I think they just threw that one in. Yeah. Seems like a no-brainer. 1-800-259-9231. But what do we miss? I mean, there, we went through 10 suggestions. Most of them were pretty good. Dress uh, well. What? Dress well? Yeah, well I think yeah, be prepared. Like it, but yeah. I think being prepared for whatever you're going to be 
engaging in. Yeah, that's dress for the occasion. Uh, more coming up here at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Hour number three on the way. If we missed anything, you can share your suggestions with us or bring up anything you'd like. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kit Essentials Nutritionally Complete Drink. Providing your picky eater with essential nutrition and great taste in one drink. Visit us at kitessentials.com. To make sure your kids eat healthy, follow the five-a-day plan. Serve three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruit daily. Remember, a serving could just mean a piece of fruit or a half cup of veggies. If your kids are picky eaters, ask a nutritionist about other sources. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you'd like at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there completely free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. And by the way, on the website, you get to control the content. So if you find something online that you enjoy and you want to share it with us and our listeners, you can just submit it as show prep to freetalklive.com, and then others will vote as to whether or not they like or dislike what it is that you've suggested. The most voted up will make it to the front page and the top of the website. Many more people are more likely to see what you've suggested. So get on over there and get interactive at freetalklive.com. We jump right into your phone calls about what you want. We'll talk to Jared listening in D.C. Jared, you're on Free Talk Live. How you guys doing? Hey, what's up? Not much. Just wanted to. I'm one of the organizers for this uh, dance party at the uh, Jefferson Memorial this Saturday at noon. Oh yeah, there's been um, a lot of talk about this uh, since they arrested a young lady. I think it was last year, or maybe it was a few years ago now. Actually, that uh, they arrested her for dancing silently at midnight at the Jefferson Memorial to celebrate Thomas Jefferson's birthday in her own personal way. As she had her uh, headphones in, she was listening to music in her in her own mind. Uh, essentially, no one else could hear it, and she was just dancing there. And they arrested her for it. And then a court decided that that was a okay that they arrested her for that, and that uh, the government can pretty much decide uh, what you can and can't do as far as your ability to. To have freedom of speech and freedom of expression, so you guys are going there this Saturday at noon. I think from was it noon to three to essentially have a much larger dance party than just one person this time. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Ed, who had, uh, I guess he called in to uh, you guys' show a couple uh, Monday, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and he called me. Uh, we we knew each other from uh, some end of Fed end of Fed activities. So uh, <laughs> he called me up and said, um, "I'm." Uh, I'm with We Are Change out here, so um, he said, hey, you know, what, what do you think about this? And I I said, it sounds really good. Uh, and it, the, uh, original, the original dancers in 2008, um, you know, what happened to them, especially Brooke Oberwetter, it's, uh, I think it's an unfortunate uh, sign of our de- degraded republic, the state of our degraded republic. So, you know, yeah, we're hoping to go out there and, uh, you know, for the cause of liberty and uh, have a good time while we're doing it. Yeah, I, th- I think it's exciting, and I'm looking forward to hearing uh, people give updates on this. You can go to the Silent Dancing at the Jefferson Memorial Facebook group to get details on the location, uh, the exact times, and uh, that right now there are 63 people that are sl- uh, slighted, slated to attend, uh, so hopefully we'll see at least a couple dozen people actually show up. Anything else you want to share tonight? Yeah. I'm sorry? Uh, is there anything else you want to tell us about this? Oh, yeah, uh, just a minute. Uh, yeah, Ed, Ed has some more information. We've been talking about it, so um, I'm going to switch it over to Ed here real fast. 
All right, sure. Hey, Ian, I want to give uh, I want to give an update. Uh, today, I had uh, uh, during my lunch break, I went to uh, the ACLU mm-hmm. office here in D.C. to speak with them if uh, we could turn to them for any kind of help. And uh, apparently, uh, Miss Overwetter, uh, she had gone to them and they had refused to take the case. Wow. And uh, so I was told that they will not take our case if we're arrested. Well, get this. After I was leaving, I was walking out the door, and I told them, you know, hey, guys, y'all are totally welcome to come on down and dance with us anyway. And uh, the guy I was, had been speaking to, he said to me, uh, no, that's okay. We don't dance around slave owners. And uh, that's, that was the end of our meeting. Right, because wow. Thomas Jefferson uh, did own slaves. This is the problem with idolizing uh, the the founding fathers. Not to say that's what you're doing. You're just doing, I think, some civil disobedience. It wouldn't matter if it was at Thomas Jefferson's memorial or any other uh, location in Washington D.C. where they would uh, where they would enforce this kind of thing. Well, I'm going to be really interested to see when uh, they finish the Martin Luther King Memorial when that's erected. Are they going to stop all those people from blacking uh, for from dancing? Good, well, good question. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate okay, hearing from you, and good luck out there. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Pretty short-sighted on the ACLU's part there in that uh, that particular case. Yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> the world isn't a perfect place. I, I, I concur. Slave ownership, despicable, no doubt. But I, I, I can only get the assumption that Jefferson probably treated his slaves better than most um, That's an assumption. It's an assumption. Is what I've read. I mean, you know, the best I can do here, and uh, you know, I, I, you're you're judging them by a yard. You got to judge them by the yardstick of their time. It seems. Well, again, I say to me that's it's a non-issue. I mean, that this is an issue of civil disobedience, and there are a number of uh, of organizations. In this case, the ACLU or Fully Informed Jury Association, who do a lot of good work. They do a lot of work toward mm-hmm. advancing certain ideas of, uh, of freedom and defending individual rights. However, many of them take offense uh, to the idea that somebody would disobey. Uh, they, for instance, when Julian Heiklin, who is a well-known uh, jury nullification outreach advocate, uh, goes around a courthouse to courthouse, hands out information to potential jurors about jury nullification, uh, they... They essentially distanced themselves from him when he decided that he was going to violate the order of a man in a robe in, in Orange County, Florida, when the man in the robe said that you can't be handing out any information to uh, potential jurors, you can't be holding signs, you can't be speaking to uh, to jurors here on the court grounds. He showed up and violated that order, and the Fully Informed Jury Association, as I understand it, would not back him. They would not support him in that, because they only support working through the system by things like lawsuits and that kind of thing, like the actual inside the system, follow the system's rules, let the system decide whether or not you can do these things. Uh, and and I, I have a, a high level of disagreement with organizations that are, that are making those choices. It's a shame that they won't get behind people who have the courage to stand up and actually put their freedom on the line in order to enshrine other people's freedoms, the ability to be able to do something as simple and basic as dancing quietly in public. Well, or whatever they're doing. It's it's irrelevant. The fact of the matter is she wasn't hurting anybody. She wasn't damaging anything. She could have done whatever she wanted at that point, and it should have been okay. But this is clearly the the federal government in in Washington, D.C. right there. You're you're walking in the hornet's nest, and and those a lot of the individuals that are in that sort of uh, area are very respectful of the laws mm-hmm. and because they get paid by the laws, whether they're a 
some sort of aide for some senator or or some uh, research assistant, you know, that sort of stuff. There's a lot of people who get paid because of the legislature that is there. And, you bet. And so it only follows that those people would really respect the laws because my paycheck is riding on it. <laughs> 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. But it's nice to see some incidents of civil disobedience around the rest of the country, and I'm always excited to talk about anything that people are getting involved with where they're actually taking a little bit of risk to uh, to get them a little more freedom. Right. You mentioned Julian. and uh, Julian Heiklin. Yeah, mm-hmm. Julian Heiklin. I, I guess he's going to be here in Keene the day after Porkfest. I heard about that, yeah. The I heard, Monday. I heard Julian Heiklin's coming to Keene to do some fully informed jury outreach, uh, which I'm pretty excited about. Definitely. Unfortunately, he's not coming on a day and on which the the jurors will be there. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's typical with Julian Heiklin. It's my one critique uh, of him, if I have any. I think he's a great activist, and I wish we had 20 more uh, Julian Heiklins with the energy and the dedication to these ideas uh, that this man has. But frequently, he's not actually doing the jury outreach on the day in which jurors are to show up for the jury outreach. And I think that's probably because, well, he's a busy guy. He's on tour. Right. He he can show up when he can show up, and so he shows up, and he hands out the information to just anybody that's, uh, that's passing by. I don't know how many people will be passing by the courthouse on that particular morning. It's probably not going to be the busiest of, uh, of times. Uh, but nonetheless, it'll be nice to have him here. Definitely. I look forward to that. And he is going to be at the Porcupine Freedom Festival as well. I believe he's going to be one of the speakers Excellent at Porkfest. So if you haven't had a chance to meet, again, these uh, people that are kind of names within the movement are going to be at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Julian lots Heiklin and lots and lots of them. Will be there. Jimmy Crane from uh, Wheels Off Liberty is uh, going Stephane to be there Stefan well. That's right. Stefan, he's becoming a mainstay. He's going to be roasted. Yep, that's right. The very first ever uh, Liberty Roast, I think. Yep. And Stefan Molyneux will be the target. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Speaking of Porkfest, Chloe is on the line in Arizona. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Chloe. Hello. I'm, I'm calling because I'm, I'm very excited about going to the Porkfest. You know, we're going to have a, a, a special booth there, and we're going to be selling Liberty Snakes and Loterias and Liberty Veladoras. Snakes? What are yes. Liberty Snakes? Wow. Yeah, I'd like well, to know what a liberty a... snake is. If you can stick with us, Chloe, we'll bring you back. You can explain that. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. I don't know if I feel good about liberty snakes being let. <laughs> that could be the don't tread on me snake. Like oh. letting snakes loose in the campground. I'm not sure if that's a good idea, but we'll see what they are here. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Talk live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you'd like. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 
1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there completely free. So enjoy those on us. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. And those features on the site include our webcam. You can watch, you can listen, you can interact. The chat room is built into the same page, and it's all for free over at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. We're talking about the Porcupine Freedom Festival by chance. Chloe happened to call in and talk about it here, and she's going to come back with us here in a moment. But I want to remind you that it's coming up here in just weeks from today, June 20th through the 26th. We're going to be there, all three of us. Yep. And a whole bunch of our other uh, wonderful co-hosts that you hear throughout the week, many of them will be in attendance. All kinds of activist voices that if you've listened to the show for a while, you're familiar with people like Dave Ridley and others are frequently seen at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And uh, so you'll get to come out there, too, if you'd like, and get to tour New Hampshire. You get the opportunity to take bus tours and go to different areas of the state, from what I understand. You'll get to see musical acts. JJ, you're kind of putting that together. That's right. Organizing the music and bands. Got a lot of good uh, bands coming, a lot of hip-hop, rock. Uh, some some different types there, uh, jazz. Yeah, it's so it should good. be a good good set. Talent, there's talented folks in this movement for sure. And a lot of the bands are really about the liberty aspect. They they are liberty type bands, mm-hmm. so they're from places that you didn't think might have a band like that. So. Yeah, you're not coming up to uh, Lancaster, New Hampshire to play at Porkfest if you're not liberty-oriented. For no pay. Concerned. Yeah, right. exactly. Uh, for the for the prospect of maybe selling some CDs or, right. or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, there's going to be all kinds of activities as well. If you've got a family, family fun activities are scheduled. If you're there singly or you're as a couple, uh, you're going to have the ability to you know have all kinds of uh, more of an adult fun, I guess, like parties like Buzz's uh, Big Gay Dance Party, the second edition. Uh, although, you know, bring your family to that, too. It just depends on the kind of family you have. Also, uh, this year there's a third stage, uh, Der Schles's Magical Mystery Tour. It's this is new. What mystery is Tour. It's basically it's a stage in Agora Valley that is mostly for acoustics. So the, mm-hmm. the Agora Valley is basically a big marketplace and a lot of sales going on. But this is sort of a hangout location. And uh, one of the daily events that I have scheduled, uh, I have drum circle events scheduled. And then, of course, between four and five is the peace and self-ownership celebration that will occur there every day. <laughs> and... Uh, Gee, what happens between four and five? Well, you own yourself, Ian. You you can do what you what you choose. Right on. So, and people will do what they choose in that's a, right. a lot of different ways at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. You mentioned the Agora Valley thing, where people are selling products and services without asking the government's permission first. And Chloe's on the line here with us, listening in Arizona. You mentioned that you're going to be there, I guess, selling some wares. And you mentioned a Liberty Snake. What is that? Well, Senor, they're just like a regular snake, but it's it's full of liberty. I don't We're going to be on on booth thirty five, and you know since. Since I'm from Arizona, I cannot work so well here. So I wanted to know if the Porkfest used the E-Verify. What does that mean, the E-Verify? Oh, is the E-Verify the E-Verify thing, you know. Oh, no. Yes, see, I I cannot work no well here in Arizona. So I I need to sell my Liberty Snakes at the Porkfest. But I cannot work if the E-Verifies yeah, If anybody Pork asks you for your ID at uh, Porkfest, they are a suspect as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Uh, yeah, there's nobody checking anything. There's no licenses, no, no Yeah, I haven't, I haven't been, uh, I haven't given my ID for anything there. Yeah, so hey, look forward to seeing you out there. I still don't know what a Liberty Snake is, but maybe it's we'll find out. It's a regular snake full well, of Liberty. Senor, please, please come to booth 35 okay, and thank you, you may very much. look at my Liberty Snake. Very good. Well, I'll be sure to stop by. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I don't know if that was a real call. 
That it's funny. Yeah, it's very I'm strange. Amused. Yeah, and there's other people that I've asked that similar similar type of questions, especially About vending food, licensing. Is, and yes, such? licensing and fees, and and there there other than paying your ticket and your campsite, there are no other fees. That's that's it. There's no paperwork, no fees, no bureaucracy, no no social security card, no nothing. It's just pay your ticket to the the event, rent your website or your campsite, and that's it. Now, don't get. I guess one thing that's important to say here is. Even though last year the uh, the owner of the campground ran the police off at one point because the cops showed up and it was such a negative reaction from the activists there. Just said that he didn't need them that week. Yeah, he basically. told them, we don't want your services here, and they, they went away uh, at that point. That doesn't mean that there's zero risk, right? Even That's though correct. you're surrounded by people who are acting free, they're doing things that they would do if they were really free people. That's a, There's a real free atmosphere at Porkfest, uh, an atmosphere of real liberty. There's still that slight chance. I don't. I'm not here. I don't that want to scare you. That annoys a lot of people, especially in the government. I don't want to scare you or anything like that into not doing anything. There's always that chance that something could happen, as far as like some sort of a you know government agent uh, arresting you for selling alcohol. Like somebody had sold alcohol there last year, and I'm sure they didn't have uh, a permit uh, from the government to do so. And in many cases, selling some things, like if you're selling uh, widgets, that may not be as upsetting to the yeah. agencies of enforcement as selling. Stickers. Well, food is food. Food is definitely food one of those alcohol. things that that people. You know, the agencies want that license permitting you to sell food, and they want to check your equipment, and they want to check all this other stuff. So anytime you're doing this sort of thing, this selling free, acting like free people, you've got to re- realize there is still some level of risk. We still have aggressors out there calling themselves the government, and they may decide to pull something. We've been very fortunate thus far at all of the Porcupine Freedom Festivals that uh, the worst that's happened is there have been some accusations flung around, and I think poorly in some cases, that somebody was so-and-so is an undercover cop. But no, nothing's ever actually transpired. No one's ever been arrested for anything or threatened by the state at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I don't want this to be the first year it happens. And I think that there's a lot of factors against it actually happening. The number one factor being there's a thousand liberty activists there. Oh, right. So if I think that the state agents would be insane. I mean, they do some stupid things sometimes, but they would be insane to show up and attempt to do anything to anybody who's a vendor at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I mean, you start talking to somebody about, let me see your license, and all of a sudden, 50 video cameras are going to come out, 200 people are going to show up, yeah. and you're going to have a real problem on your hands as that it's enforcement just bureaucrat. look like that, yeah. Yeah, because when those cops came through the campsite last year, there were, I know I was one of them, I think Big Mike was another, there were at least, at least five to ten people that just started following their SUV as they yep. were driving around the park. We got on our two-way radios, we're communicating about where the cops are, what's going on, and those cops, they didn't stop once. They were acting all nice-like and like, hey, how you doing? Uh, hey, how through. are you guys? See you later. And, you know, they did not dare they do anything. They did say something to the one booth that had a, a sign out advertising their alcohol prices. Really? Yes, they said something briefly. It wasn't so much of a... It was sort of like a joking thing. Uh, like, oh, you guys are having a good time, huh? Yeah, it's real funny now. Right. It's it's only a joke when there's 100 people around that could potentially, you know, give them trouble. Right. Uh, and I'm not talking about it in a violent manner. I'm just talking about disobedience. And, Although there's a lot of open carry going on, and that has to feel, to some extent, intimidating. intimidating? It could be a factor. Cops carry their weapons on the outside for a reason. But good luck making an arrest 
at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. If somebody who's actually not dangerous, like if somebody's dangerous, then the activists will help you will take help that you. person yeah, down. Sure. Uh, but uh, if somebody is not dangerous, somebody's smoking a joint, or if somebody is selling alcohol or whatever it is they're doing, uh, good luck making that arrest because that's that's a time at which you're going to see people sitting in front of police cars. You're going to see all kinds of tactics because you'll have all kinds of people, and therefore there'll be a variety of different things that will be available. Because the more the more activists you get together in the same place, the greater your chances of them never even messing with you. But when something does go down, the greater your chances of at least a level of damage, significant damage reduction uh, and or success in your efforts. So, And of course, that's what Porkfest is all about. It's about bringing activists together to see what that community is like, to see what it's like to be a part of a community of people that actually believes in freedom and is willing to do something about it. So go to Porkfest.com to learn more. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com Get registered there. There's more coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world, and their value seems only to be increasing. Find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. Weusecoins.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you'd like. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. You can uh, follow the wiki and the archives and the bulletin board system. We give it all away, and if you enjoy the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into Free Talk Live, and get on more radio stations across the country, bring more Internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So head on over to uh, amp.freetalklive.com. Com, get signed up. You can use any, any major credit card through PayPal. You can use Visa or MasterCard right on our website. Once again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. But that's not the only way you can contribute to Free Talk Live. We also accept Bitcoin. Bitcoins. If you're tired of watching the value of your dollar plummet, tired of uh, banks charging you fees, if you want to take back control of your own money, then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin's the world's First, decentralized, anonymous internet currency. And it's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value seems to only be growing with time. Learn more. Visit weusecoins.org. The dollar's dropping in value. Bitcoins are going up. Weusecoins.org. 1-800-259-9231. Let's go to you. Your phone calls about what you want. Captain Ned on in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Captain Ned. Hey, gentlemen. How are you guys doing tonight? Great. What's on your mind? Good, man. Hey, uh, you know, when you guys, when I first started listening to you guys and I, this free state thing, I kind of just dismissed it. But you know what? You guys are barking up the right tree. United you stand, divided you fall. Excellent. It's, and getting people in the in one area seems to be the only solution to me. Well, I, and and I think you're you know I I had to think about it for a while, but starting in a small state like that, which was one of the thirteen colonies, and and just moving out to the other states, it's the only way to do it. It it really is. I, I, that, I that's what we more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, that, I that, said I couldn't agree more. 
Well, it's, it, it is kind of fascinating when you think about it because it's, it, it's about the only way you're going to be able to achieve what you want, like nullifying these juries. When they go to the jury pool and they pull up three of you guys or two or even one, that's all you need. That's yep. right. So numbers are very important. And, you know, if you look at the history of uh, migrations, you can see this. In fact, the the guy that came up with the idea for the Free State Project, uh, Jason Sorens, back in 2001, had studied these migration uh, movements, like, for instance, people moving into Utah, the Mormons, or the hippies moving into Vermont in the 1970s. Uh, These are people who no one can deny have had a tremendous influence on the way things are run in those places. Uh, you also and, got the, the party, I mean, it's called the Party Quebec or Quebec up in uh, Quebec. Uh, they've also had some influence up there as well. So concentrating activism makes sense and it's historically, you know, proven case. And, absolutely, and, you know, and people need to realize this technology they're all embracing, it's going to enslave you. You've got to step back from it and take a look. Like the older gentleman who does the jury nullification, that guy is, is tough as nails, man. And everybody... Needs to stop watching porn on your computer, pull some of this stuff up, and start backing some of these guys. Man, get out there physically, get off the computer, you know, step away from it like we used to do in the old days. There was nothing, man. There were pay phones. You know, yep. get out there and get active and start fighting these people because they're, you're, you're closer than you can ever imagine to Nazi Germany here. I mean, there's no exaggeration there whatsoever. There's no doubt. In my mind, I think you're right about that, and thanks uh, for the call tonight. Although thanks, I disagree, I, although I, the one point I disagree on, and thank you for the call, is the idea that technology will enslave you. I think technology is a double-edged sword. Tool. Yeah. So, uh, well, he's be- only making that point. He's, I think that that's the point he was making. That there's value to it, but at the same time, you got to push back and, and step away. Oh, too. I agree with you. You can't. Uh, you're not going to achieve liberty by typing away on your keyboard. There's no doubt about that. There's going to be action that must be taken, action that goes beyond your living room uh, or your your home office. So there are important things that can be done for freedom online, like you know, gathering people together and uh, networking and creating events. Like we've had this Facebook event for the Jefferson Memorial Dancing thing that's going on to, uh, on Saturday afternoon, and these are important ways for people to communicate and we've seen how facebook and other online tools like forums and such have been critical in bringing activists together and getting information out to activism networks right at the same time though people can easily feel like facebook is their their escape from whatever reality they don't like and that they live in and so they spend all time all day on facebook or, or whether it's a video game or something else so from that standpoint yes he, he is you know, onto something where technology is easier and easier to use and escape. That's that's a true statement. And, of course, people have been escaping in various different ways sure. for a long time, whether they're escaping into alcohol or other drugs or they're escaping into a religion or whatever it is that they sure. that they find is that it provides that escape for them. Uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, if you try to escape, it's only going to last for a short period of time until reality comes crashing back in on you. And, uh, yeah, go ahead. Enjoy World of Warcraft. But on the outside world at that time, there's a real adventure going on. And it's one that uh, is going to come to your front door whether you like it or not eventually. You can stick your head into the sand and you can pretend like nothing's happening you can tell yourself oh it's not a police state because they're not messing with me and then just give it time because if that's what you're doing is you're trying to escape uh if you're spending all your time in that escapism world then someday they are going to knock on your door and someday it is going to be a house-to-house search or it's going to be a a checkpoint that catches you or they're going to outlaw something that you enjoy maybe even your world of work 
might not even be you. What if it's your your child or your cousin or someone that's related to you? Mm, maybe it's sure. not. Maybe you just happen to be that lucky person, and the cards were dealt out, and and you got a pretty good hand, so you're sitting pretty. But the people around you, the people you care about, they're suffering. Whether it be your younger cousin that's in the public school and that it's and that's getting in trouble because they think for themselves and they they ask questions. And We've seen that happen here with a exactly. young lady who's uh, going to the high school here who has started to question the so-called authorities, and they're not, they not taking well to that. No, they don't like that at all. And it's that sort of thing where you, you can't just think about how it's affecting you because it's going to affect other people, which will then in turn affect you. Right, other people you might care about. Right. So it might, it might affect you secondhand, but even still, you should do something. You should be proactive. Sitting, as, as you said, Ian, you know, keep escaping and, and get that little bit of a, a rush from getting away from it at all or, or maybe a little relief, whatever it is. The, the fact of the matter is, is that people who escape, they don't like the reality they're in. They don't like themselves. They don't like mm. their situation. So what you should do is why don't you strike the root and take care of that problem in your personal life and your person that, that you don't like or that, that is bothering you and set yourself on a course of self-improvement and, and activism. Good suggestions. 1-800-259-9231. You bring up anything. Dave is listening in Virginia to WTAR. Hello, Dave. Dave? Hey, gentlemen, how are you? Hey, just great. What's on your mind? I don't know if either of you are familiar with Revelation in the Bible. Um, <laughs> it's one we that I read talked about it to death over the last couple of weeks, but go ahead with your thoughts. Oh, really? Well, you may be more familiar in some parts than I am, but there's a, I think it's 13.1. It says, starts, it says, I stood at the sand of the sea. And it has to do with a beast coming out of the uh, water. And I think the beast has seven heads. And it says just in there that the, one of the beasts is injured. And then it says, as if to death. And then a little bit later, right, right almost, uh, it says that the, 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 the head is healed. And then all the world follows after the, the beast, which is considered Satan, because... Because of the, at least, you know, the, when I say Satan, because I think that's what the beast says to be. But if all the world follows after, because who can, who can make war with the beast or whatever? And it scared me because a guy called in on a talk show and said, what if that's Bin Laden and he's not really dead and he comes back? He's supposed to be injured in the head, I guess, or is killed in the head. What if he comes back? What would the, what would the, the significance of that be with all the, all the, Radical, uh, really radical air, uh, Muslim. I don't know. I try not to attach any significance to stuff that was written in books that are, uh, you know, ancient. Well, right, right after that, it says then the Christians will be, not the Christians, but it calls them the, uh, the saints will then be, be uh, the ones that are, that are, you know, in trouble then after that. I think you're distracted. So, I think you're allowing yourself to be distracted from what is actually important in your life. It well, seems like I, it could be anything. Um, you know, this may have already come true uh, at, at some point in the first or second century. They talked about preterism, which uh, believes we, in all this stuff. Let's dig in is, a moment here. Bring, um, we'll stick, stick with us here. We'll come back with you, Dave. Uh, 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com.
toll-free and bring up what you want at 800-259-9231. The SACL-CAI toll-free line. Still enough time for you, your thoughts about what you want. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the show and the features and everything there completely free. Unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their sites, we give it away. So enjoy that. And if you like that fact, then you can shop with us over at shop.freetalklive.com. You enter Amazon through that link. Uh, or those links that you see, there's one for the U.S., one for the U.K., one for Canada, etc. You click through the appropriate one and Free Talk Live will get a portion of your purchase. But there's also another link there for Newegg. There are a couple links, one for Newegg U.S., one for Newegg Canada. And Newegg is probably the premier website for people that are ultra geeky, building your own computers kind of folks. If you need to get like a computer part or a piece of hardware, that's the place to go and do that. And when you order through the new egg links that you see at shop.freetalklive.com, it's the CD Evolution Fund, the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund that will be given a portion of that particular purchase. So I actually just ordered uh, a laptop off of uh, of new egg and I went through newegg.freetalklive.com and or you can just go to shop.freetalklive.com uh, and you can access the links that way. But it's a great way to get the stuff you're looking for that you probably would buy anyway uh, over at Newegg. You're just going to buy it through our affiliate link and then we'll send it. The Evolution Fund gets a little... They get the whole percentage. We yeah. don't take any... Free Talk Live doesn't get anything off nope. of the Newegg. It all goes to the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund. And I think it's actually one of the bigger contributors to the CD Evolution Fund as well, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I, I haven't checked. I believe that to be true. And it's thanks to Makes listeners sense. like you from going uh, for going and shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. We're back with Dave listening in Virginia... Uh, to WTAR. Now, Dave, uh, we're certainly not religious gurus or anything like that, but you had called to ask us uh, tonight you know, what we thought about this uh, portion of Revelation, and you thought that it you know, may have to do with, uh, or people were suggesting that it may have to do with Osama bin Laden, and I just wouldn't concern myself with it, dude. I mean, there are all kinds of people out there who interpret the, the Bible in various different ways, and as you pointed out, Mark, maybe the thing that they're suggesting happened already happened hundreds of years ago, so who, who knows? What that, uh, that can, I means one, one, can I say one thing, though? Sure. It seems to follow the times, because what it says is after that, all the world follows the beast, and who can stop the beast? And then right after that, it talks about the saints, who are the Christians, being the ones who are then, at that point, um, <clears throat> attacked or whatever, you know, the, the ones that are under tremendous um, attack. So, are the Christians so, under attack? And, and defeated, yeah, they're basically defeated in, in at that part of the Bible, because... There's the revelation, I guess. Wait, I thought we were talking. I'm sorry. Maybe right. I'm the only unclear. correlation I've got here is an injury in the head. Wait, I, maybe I'm unclear. No, I thought you said that well, the Christians were going to be attacked after this happens, which has just now happened. You believe that? This... Yeah. When, when, when this is the thing, when the, when the head is healed, and they think that this is a sign that he's back from the dead or whatever, you know, like Christ, and then they all all the world follows the beast, and at that who... point, uh, Christians then are the ones who were on the on the. Um, you know, they're, they're the no. ones that are the, uh, the, the, the short stick of the thing. So for- let me see if I'm following this. You're saying that uh, that your understanding or what you've heard is that the beast is Osama bin Laden and that he's going to come back to life well, and the whole world is going to follow him? One of the heads of the beast, one of the seven heads of the beast, if, if, if one of the seven This sounds like a stretch beast, to me. I mean, this is like, like sounds like a real well, stretch. You have, to, you, you have to read it because it's written by God and God wants you to figure it out. <laughs> Wait it, a minute. You don't really believe that, do you? Of course I do. It's in Daniel too. There's three beasts in Daniel, and God talks that way 
so are you a biblical literalist? Are you someone who believes that every word of the Bible was written by God and is God's word? Well, some of the, some of the beasts in Daniel were interpreted by the people back then in the Bible, and it tells you how to interpret it. How that didn't God, answer uh, my question. Are you a biblical literalist and someone who believes that every word of the Bible is God's word and is true? Well, I haven't read every word of the Bible myself, but I know there is a God, and I know that there's a living God, and I know that he he's, he's, uh, controls... He, he, he knows what's going on. Look at these tornadoes we've had. Now, I'm not Are you for God real? Well, no, I'm not saying God caused those, but if you haven't read the Bible, so you don't understand God. So I've read the Bible. Say, you, I've read the Bible all the way through three times. Have you read, okay, the New, have you read, New Testament have, uh, seven times? But I guess I, I, I guess Job, I have to ask you this question. Have you read Job in the Bible? Read, have read Job. Yes, yes. That, that's in the okay, Bible. So I've read it. God tells you how He works there. He like He takes away His head. Yeah, Job. Job is the oldest book in the Bible, and it shows uh, you know a very ancient understanding of God. That God in in Job allows Satan to torture the crap out of the most righteous man on earth. If God is God of Job. I don't want anything to do with him because he's evil. Now, I don't believe that. Oh, that's not true. No, yes. he's trying to tell Look, you. Man, he's trying to I hope, tell you I hope he doesn't kill all your kids then just to prove some point to Satan. Your soul is God's. The thing's important is your soul. You think, you think you're too How about much the boils on your skin? I mean, come on. That's literal. Oh, well, your, your life look here. What Jesus went, look what Jesus went through for you and for, for everyone else. Look what he went Lots through. of people he were crucified, man. Yes. Crucifixion yes. was a relatively common form of execution in oh, Roman so, times. So that's not a hard, a hard thing to go through, huh? I'm no. not he saying it's not. not. Said, but that's not what he said. Look, you never answered my question. Are you somebody who believes every word of the Bible is true? I, didn't, I don't care if you've read the whole thing. I, I, did, I, 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 believe that, I believe that a large amount of the Bible is literally true. What yes, is not true? What part he doesn't know. He hasn't read it all. Well, what I part of the of what read? read? What part of what you read do you think might be an interpretation by a man? Um, yeah, well, I, I wouldn't know. I, I, I wouldn't, How much I of it have you read? I'm just curious. I've read, I've read um, about the first five chapters, for, for, uh, first five, and then I've read uh, Matthew, and I've read certain parts of other ones like John and that. Okay. Epistles what, and, and stuff and, like that. And I, I, I guess I have this question. When did the Bible become the Bible? But most of those when did the Bible the become the Bible? Eight people that wrote about the same thing, pretty much like Matthew. When did um, when did the Bible become the Bible? Uh, after Jesus died, I guess. Yeah. I mean, imagine how long in the New after? Testament anyway. That's how, after the New Testament. How long after? I don't know, but are you trying to say there is no God, or are you just trying I'm, to say there's no, no, there's, I, I believe there's a God, but that doesn't mean that the Bible is his argue? only expression. And why I guess you, that the point you? that I'd like to make here is that there are lots of religious texts that were not included in the Bible, and if God uh, gave empowered men to write this stuff through him or whatever, is he doing it now? So, I mean, how can you say that the Bible is this thing to look at when there, there must be other men who are getting new information from God all the time? And what about these other religious texts? Why didn't they make it into the Bible. Well, be, because the, the Bible is the true Word of God. And the Bible wasn't the Bible argument. until about 300 A.D. So when the Bible became the there's Bible, things, how did it become... Things that, there's things we're still going to hear from God. There's going to be things... Uh, there's going to be a special angel in that. They come, there's going to be more... <laughs> Thanks for the call, be, man. Be, I can't take it anymore. Totally incoherent. 1-800-259-9231. It's an impossible it's the, position it's to the, the the zealot mindset where nothing you can say will ever influence his mindset. He, he so believes that this is the truth and that this is the reality he is in 
And unfortunately, he is very gullible. And the God has it was interpreted 2,000 years ago and cannot be further interpreted, essentially, mm-hmm. is the idea here, that you can only use the texts written by, well, uh, like John the Baptist was a guy who wore a loincloth and ate bugs in the desert. <laughs> I mean, he was crazy. Now, he didn't write anything in particular, but he gives a, he's a stereotype, an archetype of certain people. I think Elijah lived in a cave, had groves come down to him, uh, you know, uh, Jeremiah, or was it Jonah? Jonah sat under a plant and uh, complained to God that a worm ate the plant. I mean, like, these guys are, you know, out in the boonies, kind of crazy madmen. They might have been on mushrooms or something like that. Uh, John, John on Patmos, uh, who wrote Revelations, might very well have been uh, doing just that. Yeah. I mean, but he could have been writing an allegorical story about the Roman government in the first century. That's the the strongest chance of what what occurred. And that's what preterism, please look it up, preterism. Ism is all about that all the stuff that you believe the the rapture and everything. Yeah, preterism. 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 Am I saying it wrong? Is it P A E P R E T E R I S M? um, That all these things have already occurred, and that uh, you know that that they they were predicted to have happened, and they happened long ago. Jesus said that they would happen in his lifetime, or in the life no in the lifetimes of people who were standing around. So either Jesus was wrong, which would be really hard for God to do, or all this stuff already occurred. Let's go to Doug, listening to WBHP in Huntsville. Hello, Doug. I think one of the problems you have with uh, Christianity is is there's a lot of stuff that calls itself uh, Christian or, or a, lot, a lot of churches that, you know, claim to be following Christ when, in fact, they're enslaving people and and uh, setting up their little hierarchies and systems when uh, Christ himself said it shall not be, you know, the, the Gentiles will rule one over another, but of, it shall not be so among you. There's no doubt about that. I mean, a lot of these uh, so-called Christian churches fall right in line with worshiping the state, uh, worshiping power. They're essentially power. the Pharisees that uh, Well, that they, they were the precursor to the state. That was the original authority figure was the church. Back before the state really took charge, it's the church that met out such violent acts as the crusade and whatnot. I wish we had more time for the discussion. We're out of it for tonight. Thanks, Doug, for the call. It has been Ian here with you. JJ and Mark. We'll return tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Are you ready to explore New Hampshire, meet more than a thousand freedom-loving friends, and experience the free market in action? You can do all of these things and more at the Free State Project's 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival at Rogers Campground in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. Porkfest has games, hikes, live music, dance parties, fun activities for kids, and even state-free weddings. And of course, Porkfest features the famous Agora Valley, where the free market thrives. You won't want to miss speakers like Stefan Molyneux and Jane Neal Shulman, but the best part of Porkfest is being surrounded by more than a thousand like-minded, freedom-loving friends. The fun begins on June 20th, 2011, and doesn't stop until the 26th. Porkfest 2011 is the biggest liberty-oriented event in the world. This year, you can be a part of it. Don't miss out. Visit Porkfest.com today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Use coupon code FREETALKLIVE, all one word, for 20% off.